podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Hello, and welcome to episode 359 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. And Matt Foster, hello everybody. We're not on video, Mark. Well done. I, I do that anywhere. <laughs> okay, no, it's, it's a, no it's, it's, this, is, this is weird. So um, for once, I can see Mark and Mark can see me while recording this, because we are doing this through Zoom today appropriately enough um because we've got a very 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 special guest coming up in the in um so it's six thirty-seven as we record he should be on about half eight or so so you've probably got about an hour and 45 minutes of us normal showing yeah and uh then basically probably like probably the one of the hottest directors in the fucking world right now in, in all <laughs> yeah. honesty um uh director of uh host and uh short films uh dawn of the death and salt rob savage is going to be uh joining us um to we've we've we're, we're hoping f- um for some different questions uh compared to what he, he may well have been asked in the uh many many interviews he's, he's done over the last few weeks it's um very very kind of him to um come on and uh chat some movies and um hopefully you guys will enjoy that chat um i know we will um but also um before uh that i'm assuming we'll probably do pretty much the whole normal show before rob's on um we are going to be talking some trailers because my god the trailers have come back in force um we're going to do some what we watched and we've also got reviews so we are going to be taking a look at the uh much buzzed about um baby teeth and also um the netflix original anthony mackie and jgl starring project power so it is a busy one um also what has been busy the patreon feed um we have been releasing nolan commentaries at a clip at a rate of knots uh yeah, it's been, yeah. yeah. um Not we've done yeah really. nope nope we've done three in the last week uh that's right friday sunday tuesday yep jesus <laughs> um and we're finishing it off with a double banger on sunday so basically for two dollars a month patreon.com forward slash film bastards um at the moment our focus on the patreon feed is the nolan chat shows so those are full nolan commentaries on the vast majority of them we're also joined by are you movie mads andrew jones um and coming up on the patreon feed uh ian's guide to bondage will be returning now it looks like uh, no time to die will be um hitting november so that will be uh roaring up again in the next few weeks um, and we, we're also, we haven't thought of a name for this yet, but we're also going to do a series exploring the films that got F cinema scores. Yeah. Um, which um, Andrew actually ran down a list of them uh, during our prestige commentary the other night. And uh, there's, there's some doozies. Oh, yes. There's some, there's some tight erotic thrillers in there as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Um, you'll be getting a you know, commentaries for Alone in the Dark, Eye of the Beholder, 
Mother, which I'm fucking pumped for. <laughs> uh, I, that could clip it out for the mother commentary. I'm gonna get shit first. I think that's appropriate. Um, you, <laughs> I think it's very appropriate. And you can watch the Blu-ray I bought you. I can watch the Blu-ray you bought me. I will get shit faced and I might even dress as Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but not in mother, just Jennifer Lawrence. No, in, in mother. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, that's going to be fucking special. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy baby prop, rip it fucking part. Um, <laughs> Jesus. You've seen this film, haven't you? Yes. It's in the cinema. I haven't seen it. I didn't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I'd watched it with you. I've watched it twice. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, shit. Um, Mother's an experience. I cannot. I cannot fucking believe that Mother got a wide release. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? By... I can't believe. I, 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 I'm still baffled people think it's fucking good. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, and also, I mean, like, Killing Them Softly as well as another F Cinema score. The Devil Inside, um, Fear.com, uh, Nora Ephron's Lucky Numbers. Um, there's so much random shit so much random shit so it's uh that's that's gonna be a laugh um that one will probably be more a loosey-goosey as and when we get round to it uh kind of um deal um the the patreon feed has been very very busy lately so uh we'll probably not be releasing like free free patreon things and the show a week like we have been over the last couple of weeks but there's still going to be a lot of content and it's uh, really going to be helping us out. Um, oh shit, Mark has just provided me with a link to the F Cinema Score films. So, to confirm, we will be looking and we will be doing commentaries of Alone in the Dark, The yep. Box, Bug, yep. Dark. I love Bug. I like Bug. I like Bug too. The Devil Inside, Disaster Movie. Robert Altman's Dr. T and the Women. Like that. I uh, I of the Beholder, Fear.com. <laughs> I Know Who Killed Me. I love that film. In the Cut. Yeah, like that as well. That's the Meg Ryan one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We, 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 get to, we get to a commentary of a film where Meg Ryan jacks off. Hell of a thing. <laughs> Killing Them Softly, Lost Souls. Lucky Numbers, Mother, Silent House. That feels a bit mean. That, yeah. that film's you know, ropey, but yeah, okay. Solaris, The Wicker Man, Donna and I's first date movie, Wolf <laughs> Creek. Um, oh. Yeah, and oh shit, it's The Grudge. Oh, great. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, that, that's a mix. Skewing horror, but there's a couple of random motherfuckers in there. It's got to be said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, patreon.com forward slash film bastards, $2 a month, um, help support the show. Um, the, the money for it is being put into things for patrons like paying for zoom so that we can do these, um, like video commentaries, uh, have people actually listen along if they want to as well, you know, uh, live, you know, things like that. Um, 
at, like frankly it's not like we're turning a profit with the show at the moment um we don't we don't look to make money or anything like that but it would would be nice to cover the costs and yep. obviously if 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 we if we had more patrons and we had more funds that would mean more things that we could do like for the show quite frankly yeah. Yeah. so anyway i don't usually do a hard sell like that but um i've got a feeling just maybe there might be more listeners than usual so you know uh, apologies folks add over <laughs> so let's uh talk some news interesting thing that came out about jurassic park dominion has been shooting and they were going to be doing first unit shooting in malta but because of coronavirus cases starting to spike there they've said actually no we're not going to do first unit we're just going to do second unit which is uh which is something i think it's, which is which is a bit like we don't give a shit about these people <laughs> yeah slightly um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, like film production is is kind of starting to ramp up again. Um, I think Mission Impossible is shortly or may have already started. Jurassic Park Dominion's been filming for a bit. Um, you know, Sam Neill um, was on his Twitter saying, uh, like, talking about coming back to London and putting the old hat on again last week or the week before. So um, even though it doesn't feel like too many films have started ramping up yet, um, but they, they, they are coming. Um, I think the Batman and Fantastic Beasts 3 are due to resume shooting next month. So the, these things are happening. But um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, they, they, they've said that the second that they've decided to go to second unit because it just means there's not as many people. But it's interesting that when you say not as many, it also includes not Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, etc. Yeah. Just feels a bit funky. It, it does have a, a, a hue of it, it's it's not people that has been cost us more to insure. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a bit odd. Um. Also, uh, what was I going to say? Travis Scott has done a theme song for Tenet. That's so weird. It's just the fact that they're describing it as a theme song. That's you what I like. You know it's going to play over the end credits. Mm, mm, quite. Um, yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? It um, premieres oh, like as a music video during an NBA match tomorrow night in the US. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably see that like Saturday morning over I mean, here. No, he's a big hip hop fan. No, that's not, that's not a joke. Or anything like that. No, he's a big hip hop fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really weird little thing, but yeah, so maybe it, it seems like Warner, he's probably with Warner Music and they've just gone, oh, I want to use this guy who's gone. Yeah, well, fine. In the same way as the fucking trailer thing been in, in Fortnite. Mm. It's look, whatever gets it out more out there. You know, Nolan's always been quite open to different ways to, to promote. You know, a lot yeah. of the success that came through from the Dark Knight was 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 the the outside the box thinking of the um uh marketing for it. I just wanna get the quote from Nolan Hang on. because it's it's an incredible 
wow, really? This means this much? Um, bear with. Is Travis Scott the one that's Kylie Jenner's baby daddy? I, I, and you think in a world, this world, that I would know the answer to that. Literally, wouldn't even if, if I ran into both in the street, which would be weird, I wouldn't know who they were. So here we go. Nolan uh, has said that his con contribution to the Hush Hush project was like the final piece of a year-long puzzle. His insights into the musical and narrative mechanism Ludwig Göransson and I were building were immediate, insightful, and profound. Um, asked to describe the film, Scott says, "I can't even explain it. You literally just have to watch it." It's very fire. Um, fire is like a new thing, isn't it? That's being yep. said among the, the hip hop crew. Um, let's see what let's see what happens. Six fucking days. <laughs> six days. Yeah. Six days. I just don't. I don't think anything can can stop it now. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it, any. Are you now excited about the fact that it, it is actually happening? I mean, I just yeah. I mean, I just don't f touch wood. Sorry, I just realised if I did that in front of the dog, she would have lost her shit. Um, I don't think anything can happen in the next six days that would that would stop it. Uh, that that fucker is that fucker is coming now. It's happening. It's just very exciting. Even if we go back into fucking lockdown, we'd just have it playing. It, it, it just like it it's it's not gonna happen it, i mean it's gonna happen lockdown that kind of a lockdown is not gonna happen it's oh, happening no. i just i cannot fucking believe it's actually gonna hit it and you have to wonder how much disney are maybe kicking themselves now about putting mulan on disney plus it's a fucking stupid idea right just not quite, just blinking at the last second but we'll, yeah. we'll We'll, we'll see, but apparently, like, cinemas are seeing quite large demand for Tenet. Um, so I booked a single ticket for the IMAX next Wednesday, but then Donna said, oh, I, actually, I wouldn't mind coming along as well. And I've now had to book two seats in row A because they were the only two seats in the fucking screen I could get. That's oh, an wow. IMAX. Screen that we went to, um, you can see in row A and IMAX. Fucking hell. That's going to be... That's going to be huge. They're set yeah. back anyway. Yeah, they're set back. Yeah. They're, they're really, they were well set out. Um, I think when we booked, we booked literally when the day they went on sale, about an hour or two afterwards, didn't we? Yeah. And it was like half full already. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yes, okay, it's 50% capacity, but this is like a half four show on a... On, and this was like a week before the film actually releases. Yeah, we, we booked it. We're going at 1240 on the um, on Wednesday. Is that mm. not the literal first screen? It's the first screen, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if I the thing is, it was like I booked off the original tenant day because obviously I was gonna come up to York. Yeah. You know, and it was just like there was no point trying to book it. And also to be fair, next week one of the other managers is off, so I wouldn't have been able to book it off anyway. But it's I just didn't feel right booking it off because it was like well it'll probably just get delayed anyway now <laughs> Candyman weekend i've booked off that's yeah. in that's in the fucking books i am coming to york and we are gonna drink some beer and eat some food and do some recording and hopefully jordan noel is still coming and it's gonna be a hell of a weekend and that's not stopping either 
That's not stopping. Everything's back. No, yeah, so you could have a show where it's all of us together um, with, uh, I think Andrew's coming as well. Cool. We're going to feed you some vegan fried chicken. And meat as well. Don't go off with me. <laughs> yeah, one, one trip, we're going to go and eat vegan fried chicken and, and various oh, things. We, we, we got fucking food places fucking planned like a motherfucker. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm up on the Thursday. I don't know where the fuck I'm staying yet. I'll sort that out with Noel. I'll go back on the Saturday or the Sunday. I haven't decided yet. I'll do it up. Nice. Anyway, it's gonna take five and a half hours to get it get there on the train. So I probably want to do more than one fucking night or whatever, don't I? So, oh, absolutely. I already, you're gonna get your money's worth. <laughs> Can you right. give me a drink? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that was probably about it. Even though I, I will just say um, geekily. It kind of looks like maybe a 4K of David Lynch's June is getting uh, announced tomorrow. From Arrow? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's weird because it's Arrow Academy, isn't it? It's not yeah, Arrow, Arrow Video. video. Yeah. And it does seem like that's more of an Arrow Video one, but almost like they've gone, no, we'd like it to be, you can do it, but it has to go Academy. We want it to have a bit more prestige than video, but yeah, it does seem like that's that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I mean, I or at the or at the very least a Blu-ray, but it kind of feels like just do a 4K. And I, I will say, I'll talk about it more next week. So I'm only halfway through it, but the 4K of Pitch Black, it's really yeah. nice. Good. Yeah, really nice. They 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 obviously give a shit, um, and uh, a lot a lot of features on there as well, actually. But I'll yeah, I'll talk a lot more, don't Oh yeah, but I'll, I'll talk more about that next week. Um, right, so. Any other news, or should we move on to trailers? Let's move on to trailers. I think the news is there's, been, there's actually been trailers. Absolutely. So, first one I want to talk about. Did you guys see the trailer for Let Him Go? Yes. Right. When Len Leslie Manville slaps Diane Lane, yes. I was on the train watching this, and I actually went, oh, shit. <laughs> I the thing is if you said Kevin Costner Diane Lane Leslie Manville that is not the film you expect no it, 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 it's you, you, from that you'd expect something a little bit more sombre or a little bit more um, not quite as fucking nasty looking as that movie looks like it's gonna be but I, I, I am very up for a Leslie Manville being a Fucking arsehole movie. Yeah. Hey, Leslie Manville, Melissa Leo was busy this week this week of shooting. Um, so fuck it. Yeah. I'm well up for that. Yeah, heavy, heavy in for that for me. Um that's the kind of thing where if she was in a lead role, Manville probably wouldn't get like awards consideration, but in a supporting actress kind of a thing that's the yeah. kind of thing that could stand out because she got nominated for phantom thread didn't she manville um yeah. i think she might have i want to say she might have got nominated for another year as well that's interesting let's have a look yeah go on you have a look um but i mean like kevin costner and diane lane looking for their kids i mean does it turn out that or their grandson does it actually turn out it's superman's son 
There's a question. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, no, you got nominated for Phantom Thread. Oh, it was just Phantom Thread. Fair yeah. play. But no, I mean, it's... Um, yeah, I'd like the, the, I, I, I love that Leslie Manville is generally kind of known for like more kind of like prestige kind of like English fare. And here she's just this like matriarch of this fucking psychotic Southern family or whatever. And it's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I am very much here for it. Ooh, it's R-rated as well. Yes, it is. They very much said that at the end of the trailer as well. And it's like, yes, yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. Yes, please. I have no idea who this woman is. I'm looking back for ID IMDb and I've not seen anything. She's she she's normally like a, 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 a prestige British TV actress. And then she turned up in, uh, she's done like bits of film and, and has always been very good in what she's done. Mm. Then she was in Phantom Thread and was fucking incredible. Yeah, she's really good in that. Yeah. Um, where she, she, she plays Daniel Lewis's sister in it. Um, and he's like, he's almost like the 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 brains behind the um, the enterprise rather than the creative type guy of the enterprise. But she's absolutely brilliant in it. There's a few scenes where she just gets to absolutely fucking cut through everybody. Fair enough. She's in the Crown, of course. She's British and she's a TV. Everyone's in the, in the fucking Crown. Who? Cool. Julie Anderson is <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Um, yeah, yeah, ruining my childhood. Um, so we've also got Sophia Coppola's new one on the rocks, which I believe is going to be on Apple TV in October. It is indeed, yeah. Um, and yep, why not? I, I, I have a, a hit and miss with um, Sophia Coppola, uh, in the sense that I think Virgin Suicides is okay. Um, uh, and I think Lost Translation is very good, but I do think it's a little bit overrated, and I thought Somewhere was fantastic. Uh, however, I didn't like The Beguiled, but I think part of that is setting. I don't like movies set around that period. Um, um, I thought The Bling Ring was essentially a early Instagram advert. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, had, I, had, I had issues, and Mary Antoinette is just um, is kids playing. So, uh, but I, 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 this looks fucking great. The, the, the little, the, the little throwaway jokes that it gives you already uh, within the trailer are, are fantastic. So the, the fact that they keep saying inappropriate things as waiters are bringing them food or waiting for their order or bits like that, it already seems like that's going to be a, a running joke within the movie, and I, I, I'm, I'm up for that. Plus, that cast playing off each other just seems perfect. Mm. It's got your boy, your boy in it. Sorry, it's got, it's got, your, it's got your comedy, got, got a comedy favourite. Who? It Marlon Williams. What? The husband. The husband. Yeah. That was Marlon Williams. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Oh, <laughs> let's go. I need to double check this, but I'm sure it was. Oh, let's go. What the yeah, fuck? it is. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I thought it was. Uh, I watched it on my phone. I'm going to blame that. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Marlon Wayans and, uh, being chewed out by Bill Murray. Yeah, oh, oh yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very up for that. Seeing that, just 
just drop it on my Apple TV. Yeah, all right. What was that other Apple one that we watched recently? That's Tom Hanks one. Oh, Greyhound. I was really better than that. Fair enough. Uh, it certainly looks less boring. Well, Greyhound? Greyhound was all right. It looks less boring than Greyhound. Oh, right. Oh, Greyhound was all right. You leave it alone. <laughs> um so also uh netflix trailer uh the devil all the time um it's, it's directed by the guy who directed simon killer so that feels of a piece yeah yeah it, it's a heck of a cast as well isn't it mm, oh yeah fact, isn't it? yeah um be interested to see tom holland do something where he plays a grown-up, and that's not a criticism. <laughs> it's just, you know, he's he, he very often plays younger than his actual age. Yeah. He looks really young. Yeah, he? It, well, he does, yeah, and that, that, that's fine, but it's just, and also as well, I think being part of, being that age and being part of the MCU has taken up an awful lot of oxygen for him, mm. that he's not really had a chance to do that much else. Um, so this will be really quite, quite interesting to see what he can do, and it's quite interesting that he's gone for something so heavy dramatic. Uh, within that as well, mm. you know, he's some of the roles he's picked that haven't been the the MCU roles. They're, they're really quite interesting. It shows like a, a kid who doesn't want to just trade through on the fact that he's Spider Man. It's somebody who actually wants to go. Do you know what Spider Man? I kind of like to have a career over here as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I like Bill Skarsgård. Looking forward to seeing him in something non Pennywise. You know, I, yeah. I like the It films, but it's good to see him. Uh, Robert Pattinson continuing his I will do whatever the fuck I want uh, yeah. um, uh, career, which is just marvellous. Um, it, it, it literally, it, he's, it does seem a lot with him like he's gone. Right. I did Harry Potter. I did Twilight. I am pretty much set for life financially. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm very well off. Um, I, and that's it. Beyond that, I can just, I, I can now have the career that I want to have rather than the career that I will need to facilitate. Yeah. And yeah, he still stars in Tenet. He still stars in The Batman. You know, he's, he's doing all that, but it, it does feel a shit. This sounds like fun. Well, as well, they're interesting big movies, though, aren't they? Rather yeah. than just being like blockbuster for the sake of it, movies. It makes you seem more. It makes you more excited for Batman in the sense that he he he's not doing it because he's sat around at home going, "I want to play Batman," or because he's gone, "Oh, Batman, this will be great for my career." I he's very very happy uh, with his career right now, mm. but something has made him go. All right, that's fucking interesting. All right, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And that's that's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. What was that film he was in where he travelled around in a car? Is it called Mopolis or something? Yeah. That was like the first one that kind of announced in post-Twilight. Twilight, it? Yeah. It, came out, it came out before the last Twilight movie, didn't it? Hmm. It was filmed afterwards, I think, but it came out before it. It, it feels to me like it was between Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 or something yeah. like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was like... Um, I can fucking pull off a suit in that movie. Mm. Yeah, it's a good movie, Cosmopolis. It's a really fucking good movie. Do you reckon that's, do you reckon that's one of, like, Nolan's things? Yeah. Before he casts someone, he's like, can they pull off 
a suit. I think if they can't pop a suit, he doesn't. He, doesn't, he didn't even give a shit about him in life. Yeah, Tom Hardy <laughs> in his fucking suit in Inception. My God. Yeah, we 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 had a big conversation about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> My word. Um, yeah, no, it looks good um, out on Netflix in a few weeks' time. So we'll be reviewing it. Um, yeah, it literally is a couple of weeks time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's mid-September, I want to say. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, we're, it, it's interesting now because obviously we're getting towards the end of the year and it, it kind of feels like we're at a point where cinemas actually will be able to show things. So there will be some sort of Oscar season, just a, a lot less in-person parties and shit like that you know mm-hmm. um so it will be I, I i think it's going to ramp up you know you got tenet which if that's as good as you know it, it, I, I saw something that looked like a clip from a tv spot that hadn't been released yet where the editor of empire said this is cinema at its very best and it's got five stars in total film all that kind of stuff if it kind of continues down that track then Tenet's going to be the populist choice for the Oscars. Um, but then you've got Mank, you've got On the Rocks, you've got The Devil All the Time, you've got Nomadland. Um, there, there are a myriad of us that I'm just forgetting. Um, the French Dispatch, uh, that it looks like that's probably going to be out in like February or so next year. So it will still qualify for the Oscars because of the extended eligibility. So, you know, there will be a season. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's... It's exciting. It's ex- like it's just—it's all very exciting. Do you know what else is exciting? Is it, is it the next next trailer we're going to talk about? Mustaches. Which one's this? Am I missing one? <gasps> oh fucking hell yeah! Yes, I. I think you you messaged us on um, WhatsApp uh, saying. I didn't know how much I needed. I yep. wanted to see this movie until I, the trailer came out. And I, I, yeah, I'm exactly the same. That in, is it November it comes out? Or October, October, mate. October. October. That, just as it's starting to get a bit cold, and just as yep. it's starting to turn the seasons a little bit, going and sitting that in the dark, when it's dark outside. Which one you have now? Ah, okay. It's just you've not mentioned it. You didn't mention the name of the film. No, we haven't. Oh, you just have to say moustache. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you yeah. think, though, that, Branner looks a little bit younger in this one. You think? I think he looks younger. Like, not like the character, Branner looks younger. <laughs> Branner looks like the kind of guy who would have low-key work. Yeah. Uh, that was his fee for Artemis Fowl. He said to <laughs> yeah. Disney, right, you will take 10 years off my life through your magical ways, yeah. and I, I will direct it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. But I, but I want my face from 10 years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I want to go in the Back to the Future machine and then in the Face Off machine. You know what you need to do is use the one from Mission Impossible and print his face from 10 years ago. Maybe it's just a mask. I don't think they've got that, that uh, property. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks it fucking did. good, does Death on the Nile. Yeah, it does. Again, a stacked cast. Yeah. It's like literally... After work tomorrow, I'm going to go into HMV and I'm praying that the 4K of Murder on the Orient Express is in a two for 30 because I'm fucking buying it. The thing about that film is, and it's not a, it's, it, it is not a Christmas film because it's not set at Christmas. It Christmas. But it does feel like I, I am looking forward to around Christmas time just having a, 
a good time just giving that a rewatch because I'm going to rewatch it now before what is it but fuck it I think I could enjoy it enough to rewatch it again in December as well do you think perhaps on a psychological level it's because growing up the Poirot specials always came out around Christmas no because I never used to watch them because even when I was a child I thought TV was bullshit um, <laughs> The the, the 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 Poirot specials were fucking mint. Cool, do you know what else was better? Movies. Movies, renting some movies, that was better. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I grew up in a Tory household, we, we were all about Yeah, you were all fucking, <laughs> you were all got a bed at 9pm. No, I mean, I get it. I, I, I... I get it though, that kind of like ITV Sunday night kind of mystery thing, but on just like yeah. a massive fuck off scale. Yeah, um, they were always so fucking glossy, weren't they? Like, mm. they were rich to look at. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You wouldn't know, darling, because you didn't watch them. No, I wouldn't. I was too busy watching, like, fun stuff. <laughs> as much as I, like, Branagh's good as Poirot as well, but as, as much as I think that, when he goes, I am Hercule Poirot in the trailer, our brain goes, no, you fucking not. <laughs> See, my, just, just does. my brain goes, fine with that. I'm fine with it, but, yeah. I mean, and again, Dave shot it in 70 millimeter, um, you know, like Murder on the Orient Express. That's the thing. It's like Murder on the Orient Express. They fucking shot it 70 millimeter. Like yeah. that, that uh, like, that's the thing. I, I want to get the 4K of that because I bet it looks fucking incredible. Brother literally apparently asked if he could shoot it in, in 70 millimeter thinking they'd say no. And then it's so he could throw something else out at them because he thought, if I throw all these different things at them, they've got to say, they can, they've got to say yes to at least one. And then the first one he threw out was, I want to shoot on 70 mil. And they went, okay. And he was like, oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> shot my load there. I've got yeah. to actually pull this off now. The good thing is, though, because obviously, I think Murder on the Orient Express was a bit of a slow burner on there at the box office. It, it didn't do massive straight away, did it? Interesting. It, it did well over its, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a time scale one, yeah. Um, but then obviously because people came to it after a while and watched it and liked it, this has got made. If this now gets good numbers, there's so many fucking stories to go at. Mm. There's so many horror stories to go at. Oh, if this does well, these will be every two years for the next yeah. five or six years. Like a grown-up's Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made um, just over 350 million worldwide. Um, right. So in the US, it opened 28 and finished on 102. So that's a multiplier of nearly four, which is pretty good. Um, and that kind of indicates what you're saying there about the slow burn. Um, mm. I want to see what it did over here. Yeah, so that's the thing. Over, over, wow. Over here in dollars, it opened to about six and a half million and ended up doing 32. Like yeah. that's, that's a fucking mental multiplier. Um, so, I mean, that, it, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It was one of those things that just hung around, you know? Um, mm. and I, I think this one could do, could do that as well, as long as it's good, you know, that, that's it. If it is good, then it will hang around. And also quite frankly, the fact that it comes out in October and with cinema releases being as limited as they are, it's probably just going to hang around more because this is the thing. It's like, I'm thinking with Tenet and New Mutants and Bill and Ted face the music with, and indeed they do face the music with the fucking ridiculous UK release date. Um, but all, all these films, we're going to, I think we're going to stop seeing the old films playing quite soon. And it's just going to be screens and screens and screens of the new affair. Mm. Um, 
I think from what I was reading, thing that saying Cineworld, Cineworld are going to keep um, Cineworld's plan apparently already before all this happened was to start introducing more retro screenings. Um, so they're going to keep that going, just going. But it'll be Honestly. rather than it being six movies, yeah. it might be two movies. Uh, for two weeks and, then and two probably three weeks. and probably on smaller screens as well. I, yeah, I, I yeah. would wager. So like yeah. that. I mean, we're going to see um, Dirty Dancing on Saturday night, and I am well excited. Yeah, I I, I take against Dirty Dancing for uh, purely carnal reasons, um, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Intrigued, I do not want to know. Uh, uni, how I got back to our like my first year accommodation in uni with a girl I'd been seeing and was thinking, yeah, tonight might be the night. And um, got back, and my housemates were watching Dirty Dancing, and the girl was oh, I love this film, you know, can we have a drink and watch this? And then just ended up watching the entire thing and then she was tired and went home. And... um, I mean, that's not really Patrick Swayze's fault, is it? I I don't know, it probably was Patrick Swayze's fault. It was, yeah. Um, Patrick Swayze has stolen a lot of women off a lot of men and probably women without actually even ever actually trying that was the power of the swears. He does well, dance really good in, in yeah. the day dance. It's quite hot. It's amazingly hot. I'm going there for the swears. Yeah? Yeah. Not Jennifer Grey. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> he, he, he stole her that night. Um, there was a girl I was seeing whose name was Meryl, which was... Uh, you don't get many Merrills. No, not a common name. No, no. No. Um, no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> moving on from Meryl... Two. Have we got another trailer? Yeah. What have we got? There's a few more. Is there a few more? Yeah. Is that gone? Um. Well, there's that Robert De Niro granddad one. Yeah. Oh, with grandpa. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm gonna see that on a fucking Sunday morning at half past nine with a coffee. I'm up for that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'll probably skip that one. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Is De Niro just funding some more property developments for this time? He's got Walken like co-developing it with him or something. I think basically, yeah, he's got right. I need to buy a few more apartments uh, for here. Chris wants to work for like two days. They're going to pay a ridiculous amount of money for it, and he's gone. What we'll I have to do? Just turn up and be you. The thing is, it's not like there's not good roles for like older gentlemen. He doesn't have to do. Crappy comedies. No, but he, he, he might just wanna. Yeah, but it, we deserve more from him. We get he'll it. get he'll get paid more for a family comedy than he would for a proper yeah, role. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's not really hurting for money though, is he? I suppose he's got to fund those restaurants that aren't gonna make any money. <laughs> um, we also got round to watching that I'm Thinking of Ending Things trailer that you spoke about last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, Sorry. I was really intrigued by this. Mark stopped watching and started reading something on his phone after about halfway. So, let's <laughs> see how that pans out. I, I, yeah, I, I was thinking about ending things whilst watching that goddamn fucking trailer. I think it was good. Oh, it's fucking shoot, yeah, it's fucking nonsense. We're going to be reviewing um, it. 
Uh, well, I'll, I'll happily review it, and I will hope that I am wrong on the trailer and that it is a great fucking movie, <laughs> as I always do. I have a feeling, however, that it is going to be pretentious wank of the highest order, like Annalisa was. Another trailer that we watched that Mark hated. What? Which one? Bad Hair. Oh, gosh. You weren't keen for that one, were you? God, every fucking horror movie now trailer has to have a fucking cello going <laughs> in it. Every <laughs> fucking one, just because fucking us did it. Yeah. Does it does it have like a slow down version of, I, I don't know, I'm thinking like I Swear or something like that. Not far I'm, off it, I think, actually, yeah. That would... It, that would work, actually. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> that would be a good yeah. one for, like, a serial killer stalker one. Like, because what yeah. are the lyrics? Like, I swear by the moon and the stars in the stars sky, in your eyes I'll in the be sky, there. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Do that slow in a horror movie trailer. I, I will happily watch a movie about a woman with essentially a possessed weave plotted in. I'm I, fine yeah, I'm fine with that, but then you give me that trailer and it makes me go... Makes you go what? Meh. Meh. Oh, right. I thought it was just like a door creaking. Um, <laughs> so, trailers. There'll be more trailers next week as well with Tenet coming out. You'd imagine um, the, the, the studios will, who have been edging it for the last month or so will be uh, really fucking going full full tilt. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be a full-on release. Here we... <laughs> you more than one for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, oh God. <sighs> right. On that note, I'm just going to get a drink and then we will crack on. Um, I don't know if you guys want to get a drink or if you want to talk about, I don't know, what have you been cooking this week? What have you been cooking this week, Rebecca? Well, I keep a comprehensive list. Let's have a look at your list. We've not really baked anything. Uh, you baked cupcakes uh, and twice. not donuts for some reason. Oh, I forgot donuts. We found a new donut shop. Which we haven't tried out yet. Which we're going to try out. It only opened two days ago. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Uh, what have we been cooking? What have we been cooking? Where is my 2020? Oh, we had some pretty solid hot dogs, didn't we? With some good hot dogs, yeah. Some rather disappointing pork. Oh, I don't think it was disappointing. It was really good. I was disappointed in it. Ah, I thought it was damn good. Um, spent 30 quid on a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Yeah. What else we got there? I made some good food. Panko chicken with poutine. The panko chicken with poutine was 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 delightful. That's 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 one of my favourite meals at the moment. It, it, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Like basically posh cheesy chips. Please don't use a fridge. <laughs> Please don't use a fridge. Chips, cheese, and gravy. Oh, no, it's it's almost just as bad. And greasy crispy chicken. It's uh, just it, delightful. It's not greasy. It's so. not though, no, but it's deep fried, isn't it? It's deep fried chicken, yeah, but it's it, it's very good in good. It is very good. God, I want that now now. Not now, do you? Yeah. All the podcasting seek out. Go whip some up real quick. <laughs> it ain't that fucking quick. Just any poutine. <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> yeah. And we had barbecue for lunch yesterday, didn't we? We did. The barbecue was really good. The barbecue was good. Let's stay for them. I couldn't decide which barbecue to have, so I had the platter, which had a bit of everything. <laughs> yes, you did. It was amazing. I took the glass down. That was stupid. Oh, well, just off the can. Sorry, I thought I was on mute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's it in the food adventures for this week, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Very good. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I've uh, I've just brought my cans up. Just figured that would be easier. And uh, what should we talk about first? Um, I hmm. let's 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 let's. I don't know. I don't know what we should talk. About. <laughs> um, I don't know. Baby Thief. Uh, Baby Thief is directed by Shannon Murphy. Uh, stars Eliza Scanlon, Toby Wallace, Ben Mendelsohn, and Essie Davis. And this is the story of a girl played by Eliza Scanlon who is suffering from cancer. Um, things are pretty sad. Um, her mum played uh, by Essie Davis and dad played by Men- Ben Mendelsohn. Kind of, you know, their relationship's not exactly on the skids, but obviously uh, it's quite tense with having a daughter who's so ill. Um, he, uh, she, sorry, he... She one day meets Moses, played by Toby Wallace, a uh, kind of a skeezy kind of drug dealer guy who's also kind of charming. Um, They start a relationship uh, which the parents aren't really into, but then they kind of realise that in a way she needs him and in a way they need him as well. Interesting bit of work, this. Um, It uh, was uh, very much um, celebrated in kind of awards... um, season uh last year actually it was nominated for the golden lion i believe at venice i want to say um and uh yeah also won the grand uh, or nominated for the grand jury prize um and it won something for emerging actor as well i think or emerging director for shannon murphy i think so it's it's quite awardsy um i it may be it's maybe too small to be like an Oscar botherer, but it feels like the first awardsy film that we've had in Lord knows how long. So, um, yeah, intrigued to see what you guys thought of this. Um, Bex, I'll turn it to you. Baby Teeth, what do you think? Oh, I don't really want to go first on this one because I didn't like it. Well, then it's best that you go first. Go on, go on. And then we'll go, we'll, we'll maybe defend it if we need to. If you need to. Um, the only thing I've seen... Eliza Scanlon in before is, um, I don't know if either of you guys watched it, it's TV, so probably no. not, but Sharp Objects that Amy Adams did, her prestige TV attempt. Oh, is she the sister? Yeah, she plays Anna. Um, yeah, okay. Amy Adams' little sister. Yeah. Um, and she's she's really good in it, and she's, she's really good in this, and the kid who plays Moses is really good in this, and the Ben Mendelsohn's really good in this, and... The mother is really good in this, but they are all so fucking unlikable that whatever they're going through, I find it really hard to give a shit. They're all just horrible. Moses is just using her. The mother is just makes every fucking thing about her. The dad's making out with the pregnant fucking neighbor and Eliza Scanlon, arguably the most sympathetic character in it, is just, I just look at it and I'm like, stop being so pathetic. He doesn't give a shit about you. He literally left you on a roof to die. Get a fucking grip. And it it felt so fucking long as well. We were watching it, weren't we? Was it, when did we watch it? Sunday? No, yesterday. Yeah. 
yesterday. I get Sundays and <laughs> Wednesdays mixed up. I get Sundays and Wednesdays mixed up because they're both hard. They are. Um, and um, yeah, I just, it, it just felt like it went on forever. I mean, the end impacts a punch, don't get me wrong, but it's, it just, it just wasn't for me. Like, yeah. I, th I think that's really interesting because the I'd like I'd, I'd throw it to Mark in a second, but just to kind of like feed off of that. One of the things that I had the most difficulty with with this film was Moses. He is a fucking scumbag, and yeah. it's like by the end of the film, you can see that they formed a connection, but it kind like that took a long time and it does feel like long before that mm. it would have been like who like what the fuck especially when he leaves her up on that roof yeah um and it, it's but it's interesting it's just because i think it's an interesting perspective of these parents literally just want her to be happy they probably know in their heart of hearts that things are gonna go to how they go in the end of the film anyway and it's it it's almost like what's the worst that could happen but when he leaves her up on that roof then surely that should have just been right you you need to never see her again you need mm. to never see it but it's interesting you say the performances are all great because that's the thing i kind of hung my hat on but mark what do you think um i'm very i think i can see why you didn't get on with it bex um for, for sure but in the same way as that, I think it's, it was a little bit more scatty than I expected it to be. Yeah. I thought the performances are all, are all fantastic, um, by the way. But, um, the approach is, is, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I think especially, you know, I, I was quite surprised the, the, the kid who played, uh, Toby Wallace, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Who plays Moses, he's, he's very good. Because mm. um, Liza Scanlon is getting all of the praise for it. And, and, and right, so she, she's very good in it. Um, but Ben Mendelssohn's doing some stuff in this, uh, especially towards the end. Uh, I think Essie Davis is it is very good. You get the fact that that I it's the thing is I think it, it, it's it's a little bit the film is carried by how good the performances are, mm. but I think is slightly hampered by I get what. Um, Shannon Murphy's, um, I said that right, I don't know. Yep, Shannon Murphy. Yep. Shannon Murphy, yeah. Um, I said it and thought, is that, I am right with that. <laughs> um, I, I get what she's, what she's doing, but it is, I, I think that she's being more subtle than she actually thinks. I, I think she thinks she's being more subtle than she actually is. Mm. It, it's like, we get it. You've got the middle class, uh, drug addicts who are breaking the law by prescribing themselves the drugs. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the, the regular. regular drug addicts who's taking basically the same drugs because it, it's very. It, it's He's very, literally stealing them. Yeah, house, no, either stealing them or being given them. Actually, um, there. Um, it, it, it's very clear that it never. He never smoked weed. No. Um, and. He never um, takes like coke, heroin, crack, or anything like that. It's always what our prescription 
drugs. You don't even see him drinking, really, do you? Apart from like the occasional, occasional beer with beer. white food. Yeah. yeah, but even that, it does look like it's a fucking, it's a zero alcohol Heineken. Um, but it, so the, the, I get it that the idea is that you're saying, look, you guys think you're all righteous uh, and that he's just a junkie, but so are fucking you guys. Mm. You know, you're shooting up and yeah, all right, it's morphine, but you're still fucking doing it and you're prescribing her stuff to just keep her fucking, to just essentially, it seems like he's keeping her, he's started off trying to keep her level mm. so she can just get through this shit thing that they're having to deal with. But it, it's now got to the point where he's just trying to keep her out of his head. I don't, and the, the vibe I get off them, because their relationship does not seem like a good one, the vibe I get off them is that he's just trying to keep her in check until Miller dies yeah. and then get fucking rid. I don't know if, the, I don't know if it's the, 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 the get rid. I think it's just, yeah. I, 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 think it was, I think the start of it was to keep her in check for herself. Mm. And now I, I think it, then it develops the point of where he can't deal with her sober. Mm. It's... But she's a fucking pain in the ass, though. To be fair, like even when Miller dies, she's not. Oh my god, I can't believe she's gone. But, it's, I didn't. I didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah, but the bit there that I think then, as a, as a directorial bit, and as a performance from Tony Wallace, is Moses's reaction. Yeah, he doesn't. What is it? He just grabs her and starts hugging her, yeah. and, and he doesn't react to it. He sees it as this is this is her. She's grieving. Yeah. You know, and it's that. But the the, 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 the the fucking, the absolute gut punch of that movie is when Moses walks out of the, of, of the room and looks at Ben Mendelsohn and he fucking knows yeah. absolutely straight away what's, what, what, what's gone on. She has no idea. Mm. And he can't even say it with, don't go in that fucking room. He just doesn't say anything at all. Mm. And then when she walks out, he just walks in. And Mendelssohn said something quite interesting recently where he said, if uh, I think it might have been with Total Film on GQ or somebody, that um, the way that he wants to see his career is he'd like to be um, in the same vein as like Harry Dean Stanton or John Hurt. Mm. And it's like, do you know what? Fucking hell, yeah. He, he, he basically is our new Harry Dean Stanton. Um, and I, I, I think again, Ian, you, you mentioned it. The fact is, he could end up being an awards recognition for supporting actor mm. for this. He's he is incredible in it, and Ben Mendelsohn is incredible in is is a bit of a it's just a thing now, isn't it? <laughs> it, it it's like he, he 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 kind of started doing the villain. You know, like I, he, I think off the back, yeah, off the back of Animal Kingdom, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, like he, he, you know, he was the bad guy in Rogue One, and he turned up in that fucking um, Taron Egerton Robin Hood film as the sheriff, the sheriff of Nottingham, and he's, I swear, he's been in others as well. But it's the fact that, in terms of awards, you've got this guy that people know, and he's given a performance that people haven't necessarily re really seen him give before, which is just like a normal fucking dad, and he absolutely smashes it. And I mean, like, it's interesting because um, Bex, you were saying about how he's unlikable, you know, kind of like get like kissing the pregnant woman and whatnot. And I, I think it's it's interesting that the film doesn't focus on that. He kisses her. He realizes, shit, this is like, this is a low, yeah. you know. And then after that, it kind of seems like his relationship with Essie Davis is 
like he's working at it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I, I thought that was interesting, but it was just like the, the bit that really got me was in that last scene on the beach where she um, asks uh, to take the picture. I know I, 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 just before that, it's like, she says, I'm so tired. Yeah. And then like, there's like that. And then asked to take the photo and she's saying like, you know, try and smile dad. And it's just, he knows, he knows, right. She's done. Yeah. He's going to do something or, or, or whatever. Something's going to happen. And I think that provokes his reaction where it's just like, it's acceptance. Um, when he, um, when he goes into her room and gives her a kiss and whatnot, you know, and, but that fucking, like that look that he gave her was just, fuck, it just feels real. That feels real. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, and that's it. I think, I think that my issue is with it, the film, and I, and I did like it. Um, if you take away the fact that I, I did the title is just fucking daft. Um, the, the title's the worst. The title's fucking terrible. And it, it, it makes, because it feels quirky. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's... The constant little title cards throughout it. No, the title, constant title well. cards in it were, were, were a little bit too much. It, but it's stuff like that. The, the story you have is good, is really good, and is worth exploring with these actors you've got. Mm. Stop trying to throw more at it. It's a good film. The bones, the, the bones of a good film in there. It's just done badly for me. But there's, but there's, there's, there's certain directorial bits that are done really, really well. Like what? Like, like the, the the whole ending. I think he's done fantastic. Like, mm. um, I, I just think it's structurally it's put together really badly. It's messy. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that. No, no, not messy. I don't think it's messy. I think it's scattered. Mm. I think that there's a lot of threads that go out there that never get tied up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that's totally fair. I mean, like the, it, it's like on Letterboxd, I gave it, I gave it a four out of five <laughs> because of the perform. It, it is the performances. Yeah. That's the thing. It's that if 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 the if all the, the the central four weren't as good as they are, you know, this I I it, you know it would have been maybe potentially a little bit teeth itchingly annoying yeah i think is you've got a you've got a two-hour movie that that skirts over some key moments really quite quickly i can like him getting clean. like moses getting clean is literally one scene it's him bombing into a ball and, and uh, you know from trying to eat a sandwich but then he's he's clearly clean after that because and then he's, he's allowed to see his brother and bits like that. And it's a bit like... That was a jump. That yeah, was a yeah. fucking jump. Yeah, and yeah, it, you're like, right. Th- th- there's a bit missing there. Yeah. There's five, well, you, there's five minutes missing there. Mm. And if you, if, if you have to get your movie in under two hours for any reason or something like that, and that's what's happened, right? Cut some else. Cut, cut bits of what you think are pensive and, and, and mood-orientating bits that are just bits where you're going... Can we get going now? Can we get going now? Every bit they show of her dancing, they could have cut in like half. A lot of her dancing. A lot of her dancing. I didn't need to see that much of her dancing. Not that she's a bad dancer. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. She's dancing. I've got it. Move on. I I think there's a little bit too much of the party scene. Mm. 
quite like there was, I quite like that scene. I, I, I liked it, but don't you think for a little bit it did feel like a bit of a music video? Yeah, 100%. When she was looking at that like androgynous-looking person or whatever that was, that was... Yeah. Um, yeah, one 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 hundred percent. It did look like a music video, but I liked that it was her having a night out and obviously seeing shit that she's not used to seeing, you know, and like having that experience that young people have, you know. Like I, I liked what that did, but like you say, Mark, it is it is weird that it feels like it was almost like they had to get it in under two hours for some fucking reason. Mm. Um, and then you do, there are just leaps like that Toby woman, he kisses her. And then suddenly she's just like somebody who comes to like, um, like parties and stuff. Yeah. And it, you know, it's uh, wait, how, and he, and he does say earlier, you got a girlfriend. He goes, not really. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What was that about? There's just, there's connective tissue that is missing uh, but then, yeah, I think you're right. They do kind of focus on the wrong things at times as well. Um, but I'll, I don't know. It's just like, I didn't see it coming that she was actually going to fucking die in the end. I, 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 I honestly didn't. Like, I always expected that, that's, that, that's interesting. So you knew she was ill before you watched it. Like you knew that she, she was a, a, a cancer patient. Uh, yeah, that's just from reading a synopsis or something. Right. Yeah. So you knew that, did you? It doesn't give it away in the trailer, that. No, no it doesn't. It no. doesn't. Right. Now, the problem is, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I saw a, a headline of something in a tweet of a, of a review. And in that, it said, terminally ill cancer oh, shit, right. So okay. I was like, what the fuck? It doesn't give that away in the fucking trailer at all. Yeah. So I, I knew from the start of it, she was she was going to die. Yeah. I had a feeling within the movie that it, it that she was going to have to die at the end of the one didn't make sense. Mm. The movie, the movie, the movie. If if she survives, then the whole her uh, having happiness with Moses and going and that doesn't make sense because what the fuck do they do there? Mm. I feel like they could have just let her go into remission and got the fucking formal love. To be fair. She never got to go to the formal. Oh, that's true. She didn't. That's yeah. really sad. Yeah. She had that dress and everything. Yeah. But she got to wear for a birthday. Yeah, and that bit of, oh, yeah, Moses, you're a really good dancer. Do some dancing for us. It's a fucking shite dancer. I mean, uh, yeah, I was quite bad ass with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, get that and steal those moves. Yeah? Yeah. Please don't. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to. In the, the pantheon of birthday movies it's not my number one you know what i mean like i mean to yeah. be fair i don't think anything will be once upon a time in hollywood that was a strong one that yeah was, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i mean fucking hell um but it's not again but then at the same time it's not the rover um <laughs> so you know it, it, it i don't know it swings around us i mean I, i'm i'm definitely I'm definitely not shit, but mainly because of the performances and, to be honest, most centrally, Ben Mendelsohn. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I would recommend it. Yeah, I think I would. I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. Um, I, 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 I really liked it. I don't, I don't think probably I'll ever watch it again. So, but that's yeah, just because true. of the... 
it's not. I, I don't think it, it's going to be the sort of film that benefits repeat viewing. No. And bless her, she's also the one that dies in Little Women. <laughs> she. Yeah. Maybe she could be that. That should be a career. She could be the, the one that dies. The new Sean Bean. Yes, yeah, she could be. What about you, Bex? It's touching quite for me. The the structure of the story and, like you said, the the, the lack of certain key fucking connective tissue well, really, it spoils it for me. Like, the bit, specifically the bit with the brother, I, I turned around to you at one point and then said, hang on a second, so is mum won't let him in the house, but he's, like, he's quite, she's quite happy for him to take the brother out for the day. And you were like, well, I think that must be because he's got clean. I was like, yeah, but... You shouldn't have to make that assumption. Like, you know, yes, I don't need the hand-holding through a movie, but it's a film. It's supposed to present a story. That is literally the point. If you're supposed to just assume, you know, make up your own mind and use your own intuitiveness, you could show the first scene or the last scene of a movie and fill the rest in for your fucking self. So those bits spoilt it enough for me. <laughs> enough for me that the performances doesn't pull it up to a definitely not shit. Well, our audience poll... Mm-hmm. Definitely not shit. Forty percent, touching cloth. Twenty percent, and shit. Forty percent. It's wow. only not fit for me because of the performances. So mm-hmm. I think maybe it's one of those that critics adore, uh, but then when it's actually got out there to people, it, the, the the kind of the sway of it is not quite there. Mm. Yeah, really it, wanted to like it as well. I pushed for us to yeah, watch yeah, this. Didn't you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think we were both very much looking forward to it. Happy to be watching oh, it yeah, as well. Like, um, but yeah, but then again, I, 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 I did enjoy it. But then I, I really liked Esther Davis in it as well. I thought she was fantastic. Yeah. But she's fucking pain in the ass. The character though, isn't she? Pain in the ass character, but I thought she, she pulled it off point. I, I thought, I thought she, her character felt like. Felt like she was a right, the right person, a real person. She felt like she was the right person for that. that like the, you could see that relationship that she's got with Ben Mendelsohn. They felt like they could be real people. They didn't feel like, like, like almost like caricatures. Like sometimes when you're playing a, um, she did a bit to me. But I don't think she did. I think she she just felt like somebody who was a little bit like self indulgent. Self indulgent, and this is this is the you know her child being terminally ill is the first real problem she's ever had to encounter, and it's and all she can see is how it affects her. I think part of the reason her character annoyed me so much is because obviously Miller's supposed to be 16, isn't she? Mm, yeah. And I look at it and, and obviously Isabel's 16 and I just, I'd like to think that if Isabel was going through something like that, I wouldn't, she basically ignores, she, she kind of ignores Miller's problems and tries to gloss over them, doesn't she? And just kind of, oh my God, let's go shopping. And it's like, no, you've got to acknowledge it at some point because she's having to acknowledge it all the time. She but needs think, an outlet to talk to. I think she's just wanting to try and be the normality in her universe mm. and not be not be just be constantly that girl who's got cancer. Fair enough. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So baby teeth. It's got a wider release than it probably would have had if. Um, if if the pandemic wasn't happening, if you feel so inclined to go out in the cinema, you know, it's relatively worth a watch if for the performance is more than anything else. What was the number one movie in the US last week? Well, Do you know what the number one movie in the US last week was, Ian? 
SpongeBob? Yeah. SpongeBob. SpongeBob movie was the number one movie in the US last week. And it only came out in Canada. It's mental, isn't it? SpongeBob mm. movie came out years ago. No, there's only one. Oh. Yeah. It took nearly a, it took nearly a, a million dollars. It's mental, that, isn't it, that the SpongeBob movie got released. It's going to be... Sorry, that's on. No, 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 go on. It's not SpongeBob related. <laughs> no, go on, go on, go on. You're right. I was just going to say, I saw something on Twitter the other day about the David Copperfield movie being finally released. And In the I, US, yeah. Yeah. Have they not had it yet? No, no, it comes out. Hell. It was delayed because of COVID. It comes out next Friday in cinemas. Yeah. Right. And it's, it, it's, it's been out on here on like iTunes for like a couple of months now. And it's, it's a fucking great film. It's a fucking great film. Yeah. It, but ever so slight tangent i think the, it seems like the reason for that it's interesting that new mutants and De- and copperfield are both like disney films but new mutants was fox and in the u.s copperfield was fox searchlight they're coming out in cinemas i wonder if there was some sort of contractual thing where anything that had already been made that they had already bought had to be theatrically released or something like that and so they are bound by mm, possibly <laughs> they're releasing it as Disney as well yeah yeah but it was it was a Fox Searchlight yeah. acquisition they're releasing it so, as Disney I think it, there, was, there was something about it it needed to get a release it had already been planned so it had to get what is it that's the thing and it, it just it, it's going to be really interesting though because I mean like the US Unhinged comes out tomorrow yeah. um, and then um uh, uh, Copperfield comes out next week and New Mutants I think comes out in the US next week as well so it's like and then obviously Tenet's the week after so it, it's going to be interesting with the US how much of an appetite there is as well because um, I think it was um, LA have basically just said yeah don't expect any cinemas open for a while yet so you've got people talking about crossing state lines to go and see films which is fucking <laughs> mental yeah. uh, but I get it I get it though. You know, if ten, if if none of the cinemas were open in Wales and I had to drive to England to see Tenet, you bet your fucking ass I'd go drive to England to go see Tenet. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's um yeah. So I mean that's it. I mean I don't know. It's like uh, one of my staff who will remain nameless drove from Wales to England to go fuck someone that he met on Tinder. So uh, during like proper lockdown. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm he do that. I'm the person who will risk arrest to go see Tenet. You know. Um, so yeah, it's, um, interesting, interesting. Um, anyway, uh, that staff member shall remain nameless, obviously, and I have no idea who they are. So (laughs) let's, I tell you what, let's do some, what we've been watching. I'm mindful of the time and I'm kind of thinking that if we just need to kind of sum up our thoughts on project power, then maybe that's that's what we do. Um, or did we think we had some stuff to talk about with Project Power? No. Not especially lengthy. Not especially lengthy, no. Okay. Let's do let's do what we've been watching and see how we go then. So yeah. Mark, back to what you've been watching. I'll, I'll let you do yours uh, first. Uh, the yours that you've watched so long because I need to go for for P. For P. For P. Okay. Um so, 
Why did I watch Rampage? There's a reason I watched Rampage. I watched Rampage, but I can't remember why I watched Rampage. That's a Rampage. question we all ask ourselves, Becky. Yeah. Can't remember what it was that made me want to watch it. But anyway, I watched Rampage. Um, really enjoyed it, again, to be fair. It's it's quite good fun. It's It's not trying to... I mean, it's got the whole don't tamper with, you know nature kind of vibe going on but it doesn't particularly hammer it home in a clumsy kind of way it's just big animals destroying shit and it's quite good fun and Dwayne Rock Johnson's in there so um Rampage I watched Demolition Man because I think that was inspired by us having a conversation about the seashells a few weeks back on the podcast um and I've been wanting to watch it since so I rewatched Demolition Man and mm. um, again just good fun i think it was during the day i had a day off and mark was doing something or other so i watched demolition man um i also ah i also after we watched project power decided hmm what else is a movie about a tablet that gives you like powers and shit oh i'll watch limitless yes i I didn't realize there's a limitless tv show as well yeah i didn't watch that but i watched limitless it's really fucking quite good. Limitless is Lim- cracking. Yeah. yeah, Limitless is one of those those films that kind of happen that everyone kind of got really surprised by it being really quite good. Everyone's like, oh, Limitless, yeah, it's, it's sort of like a mid-budget with Adam Bradley, Vivian Cooper and De Niro apparently crops up. And then it was like, oh, it's really fucking good, actually. Yeah, it is. It's a really good story. Everyone's really fucking good in it. Bradley Cooper can wear the fuck out of a suit. And the ending, when he just owns Robert De Niro's character, is cracking. So, yeah, Limitless. Um, what else did I watch on my own? Oh, so I watched Gretel and Hansel with uh, Sophia Lillis. Yeah. yeah. In- How is this? It's, it's all right, actually. Um, the story's a bit meandery. In Hans Christian Hansen. Hans Christian Hansen. Yeah. It's a grim fairy tale. It's a grim, yeah, it's it's a grim one. But it's directed by um, Osgood Perkins, who did the um, the pretty I am the pretty thing who lives in the house or whatever it was called that Netflix yeah. one from a couple of years back. It um, looks Gretel and Hansel looks fantastic. Like yeah. aesthetically, it's gorgeous. Um, it's it's really well put together. The story's just a bit. It's just a bit slow, and the little boy in it, Hansel in it, is very, very annoying. Like the kid. I mean, kids are annoying. So. Who plays him is annoying. Um, but Sophia Lillis is good in it. Um, Alice, is it Craig or Krieg? Mm. Um, she uh, basically plays the witch Krieg, yeah. in the house, um, and she's really good in it. Um, yeah, it's quite like atmospheric, more than sort of scary, scary. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a watch. I really enjoyed that. I. That one's been delayed, hasn't it? Like it's been kind of in the mm. in the background, about to come out for ages. So, um, what was it? We saw it on the other day. Was it BT, when we got the BT TV set up, and it was on there, wasn't it? And yeah. I was like, um, so yeah, watched that, and I watched Spree. Did you get round to Spree? No, do you know? No, the... no, 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 I didn't. Um, the Joe Keery one. Yeah, yeah. It's Is the it... longest hour and a half movie I've ever seen. Oh, uh, I was gonna. Yeah, all right. Is it basically somebody who made uh, an hour and a half TikTok and it's shit? Or is it, or is it an hour and a half someone's a Snapchat story is just strung together? Do you know what? It's a really long, 
over stretched out black mirror episode basically because it's all like the evils of technology and what people will do for likes and for clout and stuff like that and it's it's very kind of black mirror conceptually but then it's it's just really long there's a lot of slack in there but the ending's quite good it doesn't sound like it's worth watching like 86 minutes for what is like a three or four minute ending though i mean mm. you know a film is going to be shit when it's in the middle of a pandemic where cinemas are screaming out for new releases and Cineworld still only give it one showing a day. <laughs> it, yeah. some, the thing is, there's some good kills in it. Joe Carey is um, he's quite like the, the the kind of the fact that he doesn't seem to realise the gravity of what he's doing or how serious it is. It's just for him, it's like separate because it's it's for his YouTube channel or whatever it's on. Um, it. it, it he seems to kind of not really view it as real life. Can I ask a question? My issue from the trail was one, it, it, it looked like it was shot on like an iPhone 5. It's all shot on his, his thing. I know, but it looks like it's shot on an iPhone 5. Mm. Um, so, what was that? But two, was it's what it's trying to do, what the message it's trying to tell, but to the people that are going to watch it and not going to get that message. No. They're going to think it's it's something different. They're going to think that it is actually quite cool and it is actually um, what is going on. Fairly. Um, I don't think that they'd get that. I don't think, to be fair, the kids that it, it is ostensibly aimed at will ever watch it, though. But it doesn't end I well think, for I, 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 I think you're underestimating the fact that these kids are just going to watch it because it's got that guy from Stranger Things in it. Mm. Remember the fact, Primark have entire sections of fucking clothing for people who like Stranger Things. Yeah, but that's mainly for adults, because like Stranger Things is not marketed at like Isabel's age, it's marketed at like our age. I remember I work with people, the Asian group of what is it, and all of them watch Stranger Things and get really excited. Like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, Lego Super Mario is not marketed at me, but I kind of want to buy some Lego Super Mario. So I think Lego Super Mario is kind of marketed at you. Well, Stranger um, Things is very, very targetedly marketed at people that are nostalgic for the 80s. I do think that, the, honestly, they all fucking watch it and they all fucking love it and can't wait for season four is the next one. Mm. And yeah, they, they go on about it a lot. Really? Yeah, okay. it's a big thing. Because I was talking to Lizzie about it and she was saying none of her friends really watch it. Yeah, it's friends, not friends. That's true, yeah. Um, They're too busy. Well, yeah, it's, 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 things. it's fine. Like, sounds shit. Sounds like you think it's crap and you don't have it. just wish it was shorter. It's, it's 86 minutes long. Yeah. I wish they took taken all the bagginess out of it. Um, David Arquette's belly in it. Um, Does he even know he's in it? Um, Ariana Grande's brother pops up. There was a few people that when we were watching it, Isabel was like... <laughs> a look on Mark's face, sorry. <laughs> and there was a few people that went... Ariana Grande's brother is in it. <laughs> is he a person? <laughs> IMDb. No, is he, what is he? Is he, is he literally just what her is brother? He? Is that it? Yeah, oh yeah. He doesn't have anything else. He's not like a, an actor or a singer or, I, I don't know, a DJ or something. He, he's or probably he... something off the back of her name, but he's not really like... 
So what's his name? Frankie Grande. Frankie, Frankie Grande. Frankie Grande. <laughs> oh, is this the prick that I said? I guarantee you that cunt's some kind of YouTube twat. You know what is it? Fucking hell. Well, yeah, there's, there's a I hate this guy. There's a couple I of people know him. that pop up that Isabel was like, oh my god, I know him from his YouTube channel. I fucking checked in the trailer. I bet all these wankers are on TikTok or YouTube. More than one. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit shit, if I'm honest. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that was me for the ones I've watched on my own. Fucking hell. Are you looking at what Frankie Grande is? Or? I fucking hate this guy. I don't know if I hate him. <laughs> Twat. Yeah, that's the, is that it? Yeah. All right, so, cool. Should we do what we've watched then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to watch two other ones. Ian, do you want to talk for a bit, or should we just crack on with these ones? We've got two more. Go ahead. Fuck it, let's do it. Watch Mystic River. Yeah, we did, because we wanted a bit of fun, fun time, didn't we? Yeah. Bit of enjoyable. Well, it was Sean Penn's birthday the other day, and I was talking to um, Adam Lowe on, on Twitter, and he was, when we were talking about Mystic River, and I thought, you know what, fuck it, I ain't seen Mystic River in a, in a fair while. I, I suggest Mystic River quite a lot. And you really like it, don't yeah. you? And you're like, it's so depressing. Oh, it? mate, it's just fucking bleak. It, 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 it's bleak. <laughs> it's, it, it's like somebody explaining, explaining the concept of misery to you. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no levity. There's no levity. Laureline is fucking mad. Yeah, it's kind of good for that, isn't it? No. Yeah. Um, it, but it, also, it's 17 years old. Wow, is it? Yeah. Gosh. And I, the way you sort of see something that you think that, that you don't associate with being that old. Sure. It feels like it came out a few years ago and it's actually 17 years mm. old. I always go back to things like, in my brain, go, right, so what was 17 years old when that came out? Mm. So, for instance, when that came out, um, Breakfast Club was 17 years old. Wow. It's, it, it's fucking mind-boggling, mm. these things. Mm. You know, so that it, it, often you can get an idea of how far cinema's travelled. Breakfast Club's 34 years old? Yeah. Wow. You can often get an idea of how far cinema's travelled by looking back at something and going, oh, that was 12 years ago. But yeah, but did you know that 12 years before that, it was this, and then, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, it, it's, it is very bleak. It, it, it's, it's very good, though. But it, I think, as well, it was... <laughs> Mystic River kind of captured um, Sean Penn at the height of Penness. It was like Pete Penn. It was Pete Penn. But also think as well, it, it caught Tim Robbins as he was coming that way down a little bit, but kind of caught him at the right time. Yeah. It was peak bacon. Mm. Um, so it was crispy bacon. Crispy yeah. bacon. Um, Smoked, obviously. Well, that's Otherwise bacon it's just ham. Otherwise it's just ham. Um, I, 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 I think I can safely say this. Has Eastwood made a, a better film since? Or even anywhere, anything, anywhere near the level of this? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he has. So I think you can say, as a director, I think it's peak Eastwood. Mm -hmm. it, it's everybody coming together. And I forgot how much Lawrence Fishburne was in it, how fucking good he is in it. As Whitey. Yeah, and, and a lot of his post-Matrix stuff was crap. You know, he churned out an awful lot of turning up and taking a paycheck. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. It still holds oh, up. Richard Jewell's very good. That's Eastwood. It's good, but it's not, it's not near the level of Mr. River. River no. yeah. 
Um, Do you know what I've been wanting to rewatch? You're not going to say American Sniper, are you? No, well, there's a couple. One of them is American Sniper because post-sabotage, I kind of wonder whether in the early teens I was just a fucking twat. <laughs> um, I, 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 I actually don't think you were an American Sniper. I didn't hate it as much as you, but it, it is a bit crap. I yeah, just that's one with the fake baby, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it was more just because, like, that film being as big as it was, it kind of felt like it was essentially Clint Eastwood and Bradley Cooper trying to get people to go out and die for their country, and yeah. it just. But I'm intrigued. But the one I really want to rewatch is Gran Torino. I think um, Gran Torino is it, it, just one of those films where it, it, it's. It's more fun than you expect it to be, mm. which makes no sense. It's about crotchety old racist, but I bet he looks worse viewing it now than he did then. I, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. Like, Clint Eastwood's not been a filmmaker I've been particularly bothered about, like, watching every single thing that he does. I think because of American Snipers, a sniper, but it's like, fuck me, he did Jersey Boys. Like, Clint Eastwood that directed an adaptation of fucking Jersey Boys, and it doesn't exist. And, it, you know, it's, but I kind of want to see it. You know, and it was like, what the fuck? The train, the, what was it? The 1308 from Paris or the 1543 from Paris, or whatever the fuck it was called, doesn't exist. Yeah, that was an odd one, wasn't it? You know, yeah, I mean, it just, it's... It doesn't exist. It's, it, it just it, it literally they have fallen away that much that they don't exist in the world anymore. Uh, okay. The fifteen seventeen to Paris. Fifteen seventeen. I mean, I said the fifteen forty three. I was close. You know, it was only uh, I was only uh, twenty six minutes late. You you were, you were within a half hour period. You were you were more on time than a lot of rail companies in this. You were area. you were leaves on the line. But I I, I would. I would have been able to um, uh, get a refund under the delay repay scheme, I believe. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's a filmmaker that I kind of feel like I probably do need to give him a bit more of a shot. But it's almost just like hearing the amount of effort he makes with his films where he's like, yeah, the first take's fine on pretty much everything. But like, it, it kind of makes me feel like, why should I bother? But then The Mule... Last year, or the year before, Clint Eastwood directed and starred in a film where he plays a drug mule who never really gets stopped because he's old as fuck. I kind of want to see that film. I mean, I think it's on Prime. I, I should watch The Mule. Just mental about Clint Eastwood. Go on, how old he is. Next year, he'll have been directing movies. He's got, he's got a new one coming out next year. Mm. He'll have been directing movies for years. For 50 years. 50. Of course, it's 50 years. Because Play Misty for me, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, Jesus wept. And Fuck. he's been pretty much consistent in the fact that he's not had a period where he hasn't directed one for like four or five years. It's been like every couple of years. And actually, there's, some, there's, there's a fucking diverse selection of movies in there. Mm. It's not on Prime, it's on Now TV and Sky. Okay. I mean, 
the thing is, right, old, I, the fucking, you know, Tarantino says he doesn't want to direct after he's like 60 or whatever because he thinks he's going to lose his edge. But I fucking love when directors direct shit when they're really, really old because they just put out so much content because it's almost like they just think they're sharks. Yeah. You know. Well, that's it. You know, you, you look at um, Paul Schrader has managed to put out so much in the past 12 years that somehow he's actually got good again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like his, his new one's got Oscar Isaac in it, for fuck's sake. It's like, yeah. I will watch an Oscar Isaac starring Paul Schrader directed film. Of course I will. Yeah. And, and, and five years ago, he was doing essentially straight to DVD, when VOD was a thing, straight to DVD Nicolas Cage fodder. Mm. Mm. It's, it, it's mental. Um, so yeah, Mystic River um, absolutely still holds up. It's still fantastic. It's still incredibly fucking bleak. And then at the end of it, Laura Lydia has a fucking Herb Lady Macbeth moment in it. And we also got our, our sort of semi-regular reminder that Marsha Gay Harden's just good in everything. Yeah, Marsha Gay Harden's just fantastic in anything she ever fucking yeah. does. Yeah. Just, well, just quietly great, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Knives Out, didn't we? Yes. We watched Knives Out. Because I nagged you into it. Because you nagged me into it and it's available on 4K to watch on Prime. You didn't enjoy it as much this time around, did you? Yeah. Really? I, 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 I wish I hadn't watched it. But, but Chris Evans is jumper. It's boring. Anna Dharma. It's boring. It's not boring. It's boring. It's not. It's boring. It's not. It's boring. Do you know what? It's brilliant. Ooh. It's really good. It's really interesting. And then they leave the fucking house and it goes off a cliff. On first watch, it's fine because you're still intrigued by it and you're still interested by it. The only time it gets good again is when it goes back to the house. When it's not in the house, it's boring. From Ian's view, because obviously we can see what Ian can see, you're like berating me. But the, <laughs> you're not in view. Um, yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, 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 yeah, it's really good. It's really interesting, really interesting, really interesting, really interesting. Oh, we better leave this house now that we're doing this murder mystery in and we'll go around the town and it looks TV as fuck. Yeah. And then let's go back to the fucking house and it can get interesting again. All right, cool. Just cut that fucking 20 minutes out and you've got a better movie. Or stay in the fucking house. Have the courage of your fucking convictions. And it doesn't. It shits the bed and we get him fucking listening and singing along to a fucking iPod. While she goes running around and just walks to the fucking back of the salon. And nobody goes, hi, okay, what are you doing? Nah, just fucking back of the salon and just goes through the back of this fucking laundrette that's closed, but the back door is just fucking what open. No, because obviously whoever's meeting her there has opened it. It just ends. I, I, no, I, 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 I honestly, I, I wish I hadn't rewatched it because I enjoyed it the first time and I was just bored for a lot of this. I still really liked it second time round, Mark. Yeah, same. But I think, when we, I think when we did review it first time, I think we said it'll be interesting to yeah. see where this yeah, goes on rewatch. And I think I actually said, I think I'll probably end up enjoying it more on rewatch. <laughs> and no, shows I'm a prick. No. What do you think, Becky? Well, I have this magical power to be able to completely forget twists in things. So it was like watching it anew for me. <laughs> <laughs> which, nice. which I think I think that's a wonderful power to have. Yeah. I just, yeah, completely forgot that it turns out that he'd already switched the vials. I see, I remember that. Yeah, so I didn't. And, and so, like, I, I remember thinking, ah, oh, I'm sure it came out later. 
like that she'd accidentally poisoned him or like i'm sure the reveal of this is later completely forgot that there was another reveal <laughs> so yeah I, I really enjoyed it on rewatch i think it's really good cool do you want to do better go on if they just stayed in the fucking house the entire time well get in touch with the director and tell him for for the sequel that they have to stay in the one place i will okay i have had interactions with ria johnson before yeah yeah we had a long conversation once on Twitter about Casablanca and how the guy that, you, that used to do, fuck, the Slash Film podcast. Soretta, uh, Chen. No, the other one. The one with the fucking da- iron balls voice. Davinja Hardaway? That's the prick. Um, he didn't like um, Casablanca. And it, it, he was talking about it on, uh, on Slash Film, about how he didn't like it because of this, this and this. And, and it was like, what had happened was he'd completely misunderstood it and was essentially saying like, like this and Rhea Johnson was going no it, it, what's happened is you've gone thinking it's one movie and it's not that movie and then you're criticising it for not being that movie you're thinking it's a romance story and, and, and like a, you thought it was a rom-com and it's not and now you're criticising it and it's like and, and I, I tweeted in because I used to still listen to the stupid, the fucking hell show that was that fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted in, essentially, what is it? And the guy fucking tore into my fucking tweet uh, about it. And Rian Johnson defended me on it. And I had a big conversation with Rian Johnson about it. Fair enough. That's oh, the same nice. trick. So this is pressing. It's been 10 years since um, Scott Pilgrim came out. He's the dickhead who found out what the secret screening of Scott Pilgrim was in the US, wasn't it? And basically threatened to out where it was unless they got no, a ticket. No, that was I, I. To be fair, I think that was the guy from first showing. Was it the guy from first showing? Yeah. No, uh, I could no or no. And he was like pissed off about not getting an invite or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, to be fair, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think that was um, Alex Billington from first showing who got. I think you might be right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're both pricks anyway. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, just a bit of breaking so, news as well. <laughs> And you come to this as a new listener. Um, yeah, this is what we're normally like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of the people's most successful podcast, Wankers. I wouldn't mind re-watching Casablanca. Casablanca's fantastic. What's that so, other one that I haven't seen? <laughs> what are you doing? I had a hair on my hat. I was coming out on field of vision. It can't be one of yours. Wow, that could be. <laughs> we're going to see... Fucking hell. We're going to see Batfleck one more time. No, there's a film that I haven't seen. That it's, it's like a Western-y type one. Well, and it's like one of the classic Searchers? No. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly? No. Real a chicken in a, in, a, in a dress. A chicken Gone with dress. the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. The problem is with Gone with the Wind, it's really long. You know, so it's like West Side Story. No, it's really fucking long. We have a, a really nice Blu-ray still, but Gone with the Wind. Gosh, it's nearly four hours long. Yeah, it's really, really long. Is it good, though? Problematic. Yeah, it's problematic. Everything. Is it good? Yes. Is it worth watching? Maybe. It's <laughs> what I would say. How's it um, problematic? It's a bit, it's a bit racist, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, 
Batflex coming back. Batfleck. So Ben Affleck's version of Batman is going to be in the Flash, apparently at the start before the Flash goes on his adventure and falls in with Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, I, I, I really hope that and this is seems already filmed. Oh, Ben Affleck goes no, no, I'm not. I am not getting more trim for it. Now I'm gonna put on weight for it. It kind of feels like it's gonna be a scene or two at the start yeah, and that maybe they can hide <laughs> things. And he'll be sat down for it. <laughs> but I like that. I like that Ben Affleck is going to just be able to give one more bye-bye. Yeah. You know, with that and the Snyder cut, it kind of feels like maybe he'll be at peace with it a bit now that he's kind of like handing it over properly. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, that could make sense. So what have you been watching here? Uh, you you guys are yeah, yeah so that's Mystic it, River, that's yeah, it. yeah 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 <laughs> pardon me so uh, I as you might be able to tell from my Zoom background you guys um, I <laughs> watched Bulletproof uh, the Ernest Dickerson film from '96 uh, it's on uh, Netflix which I realised I've never seen before um, this, I watched this like, a couple of years ago this film is just an hour and a half of fun yeah it, it is it, it. It gets in, it's properly fucking funny, and then it gets out. Um, yeah. I, it's, it, it's proper R-rated comedy as well, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like, just an incredible bit where they uh, stay at a dodgy hotel yeah. and Adam Sandler's kind of, like, just talking to the hotel clerk about, like, some fairly dark shit. And I very much enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I really, really like Billy Proof. There's a bit where they're having a shootout in James Kahn's hands towards, uh, house towards the end, where they shoot up a load of, like, ingredients and stuff on a kitchen table. And Adam Sandler just says, I think they were having fajitas, which really made me laugh. And I don't know why. Um, oh, also the line, um, you made me piss my pants. I haven't done that since I was 24. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was also very strong. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed Bulletproof. Um, I think it's the way that Sandler delivers that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was perfect. Um, okay, I, I watched Pretending I'm a Superman, the Tony Hawk video game story. So... Um, Were you executive producer? Yeah, no. Um, so I suppose, in disclosure, apparently I'm an Indiegogo backer of this film, according to the end credits. I don't remember doing that. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I know it was me, because I got emailed a, scre- a backer's screener link the other morning. I was like, what? <laughs> and then I watched it, because I was like, well, yeah, I'll watch it. Why not? I like the Tony Hawk games. And then, like, I was like, just honestly, just watching the end credits at the end because there's a, a lovely acoustic cover of um, Goldfinger's Superman at the end, which I was just quite enjoying. And um, Indiegogo backers, and there I fucking am. And honestly, I don't remember backing it. But it, it was Indiegogo, which must have been before Kickstarter, so that must have been a number of years ago. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, even though my name is on it. It's all right. It's not great. Um, it's I, go on. 
I, I have I have backed two movies uh, on, on on what is it? Um, and it's the that um, Sandman, Dracula adaptation, um, not Dracula, um, no, not whatever the Dario Gen or Iggy Pop one is. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. It's not called the Sandman. It's called the S S something. I swear, yeah. but yeah, I know the one. And and, and I, I, I I mean it's not happening, so I've lost my money. Yeah. But also, well, I backed Iron Sky. Uh, what, the original? The Nazi, yeah, the Nazi in Space movie. Yeah. I backed that, and you were supposed to get your name on A, the poster, and B, the, in the credits. Yeah. But my name wasn't in the credits. So I emailed them in a kind of shirty response of just saying, hey, I give you money. I was supposed to get this. Why well, I name that. And the email I got back was, yeah, there were too many there were too many backers to get all the names on screen. <laughs> Don't fucking put <laughs> however many backers then, you fuckers. I thought, thought, just put another card on your bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were all supposed to get a DVD copy of it as well, which I never got. Mm. I had to buy it myself as well. Uh, and again, when I, when I contacted about that, about the same thing, they responded by saying, oh yeah, well, we'd have had to send too many DVDs out. It's like, <laughs> I mean, so you stole my money. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit cheeky, isn't it? I haven't been to many press screenings in my life, but Iron Sky was one of them. I'm quite <laughs> proud of that. Um, oh, it was in the um, the hospital club in Soho as well, which was really not really nice screening room actually. But yeah, for Iron Sky, it was our, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, right, the Tony Hawk games, I. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, I worked illegally in a shoe shop for a period of time in my youth. And How do you work illegally in a shoe shop? Because I was young. Oh, okay. Um, and a week's full-time wages in my summer holidays, just to give you an idea of how cheap they were, a week's full-time wages in my summer holidays equaled one copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the plate. So, like, 40 quid? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, but I, I now feel bad for how I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater too. Um, a friend of mine worked in Choices Video, and he only worked in Choices Video so that he could um, go in with his laptop on uh, on, on a <laughs> night, and all the new games that came in, he could download on his laptop and then burn on a disc and just keep them all. Fucking sweet. And so and he that, just do that. So and that's no, why I got my copy of it. And th th that was when that was when my dad was married to his second wife. So I had a couple of stepbrothers at the time, and we fucking ragged the shit out of that game because I worked Monday through Friday during the summer holidays. Then bought it, and then just had the weekend of playing that game at my dad's, just non-stop. And I like I went through the Tony Hawk's games. You know, it's like I um, my first year at uni, Tony Hawk's Underground was um, like a big deal for me. And um, you know, I I, I skated in my youth and you know I, I i spent quite a bit of my initial student loan on a, a really nice deck and like tires and whatnot you know just really fucking like deck so like the, the, watching this documentary it's weird because it's a celebration of tony hawk uh of the games and kind of talking about the initial development and whatnot but also those video games got fucking shit like they got real bad. I mean, I, I stopped at number two. Number one was a big deal for me, uh, but number I stopped at number two 
Um, but yeah, I think number one and number two I had on the PS1, but my PS1 was mildly broken, so you could only play it. Um, the, 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 the top kept on coming off, so you had to put a yeah. brick on top of it. Yeah, sure. But yeah, so that's what I had to do, was have a brick on top of it. Uh, at one point it was a shoe, but then I realised that any time I needed my shoes, I had to stop playing the game, so I changed it for a brick. Yeah, I, it's um, nice. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I, I went through them, but it was like the documentary talks about them up to a point. It talks about them up to where they were literally like um, you could control it using a plastic fake skateboard. Yeah, there was one that came up that actually had a board that you yeah. could stand on. Yeah, yeah I and, played and, once and I was shit faced. Yeah, no, and I, I, that yeah, you probably played better if you were drunk with that with that yeah. thing. And it was like it came. So they talk about that, but then there was also a really bad HD remake in the early teens, and then Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five, which I think was 2015, which is basically known as one of the worst games of this generation, like awful. And they do not speak about them at all. They speak about the like the one with the dodgy like real life skateboard and whatnot, but then they don't talk about those. And I get it because it's a celebration of Tony uh, like Tony Hawks and whatnot, you know. But it's like if you're not gonna talk about the shit ones, don't talk about the shit ones. Don't just talk about some yeah. of them. Well I I bought the HD collection ones. Yeah, on so did I. Yeah. Um and um now you can't it's no longer there. Mm. PSN no. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Because when, when, we've got the, they, they've redone them, haven't they? Yep. They've remade it. Comes them out in a couple of weeks. Uh, comes out a couple of weeks, which I'm, I'm going to get because I think it'll be a lot of fun to have those games. Yeah. But yeah, I downloaded that. And when I saw the remake, I thought, oh, I've got those on PSN. I'll just. Uh, no, they're gone. Yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't. And a lot of like the games that I've ever bought on PSN, not that I've just used from PS Plus. I've been like retro games. None of them are there anymore. Yeah, no. I mean, that, 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 that's it. And I mean, like to be fair with that, it's because it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the original games. And to be apparently, like, so oh, I'll be quick. The pre-order of the new one, if you pre-order it digitally, you immediately now get the demo of the warehouse level from the first one. That yeah, mean, you mean the best level? Yes, the best level. And it's like I'm tempted. You know, I'm 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 tempted to just go. Yeah, okay. Here's forty pounds. I want to play that now. Um, you, you'll you'll find this mildly quickly interesting as an as a as a mild little aside note to that. Did you know that um, for FIFA uh, twenty one, if you buy it digitally, right, you get a PS four copy of it, and if you buy a PS five copy of it, you get the PS five copy as well. Yeah, it's um, yeah, they're doing like a digital upgrade kind of thing, aren't yeah. they? So yeah, it's um, that's, that's interesting. That, that that's a really good idea. Yeah, that, that yeah. made me think. Do you know what? That might be worth buying it digitally. Because if I buy, if I buy a physical copy, I have to rebuy You'd a physical get, copy. Dude, one hundred percent. You because you guys will have a PlayStation Five. You need to do that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So um, I could I could talk about that stuff for hours, and I won't. Uh, Tony Hawk, uh, it's it's a nice celebration. It kind of skirts around things that you kind of feel like it, you you want it to do. But con considering this is a film that was basically funded as, like by Indiegogo and others, you would you would imagine it's it, it's going to be for fans. It is. 
if you've never played the Tony Hawk's games, you do not need to watch that documentary. But, but you know, fair play to them for getting it made. And like a lot of the like the talent is is interviewed and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, good. Uh, well, okay. Um, so obviously rewatched the Nolans and whatnot. Took Lottie to the cinema for the th- for the first time since uh, lockdown. We watched 100% Wolf, which she said was her second favorite film of all time. Don't need to talk about it. But uh, Lottie had a great time coming back to the cinema, which was a relief. And um, I'm looking forward to watching 100% Wolf when it comes out on Prime. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, rewatched the pool feed, Ghostbusters. Really, really like that. The 4K looks really nice as well. And last one that I kind of wanted to talk about. We're just not going to get to Project Power, I don't think. Um, we'll talk about it next week. Is it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Witches of Eastwick. Uh, which is the beast wick <laughs> never seen it before jack nicholson is gives maybe the greatest performance in cinematic history in this film um the his introduction of just snoring loudly during a concert but these kind of like devil kind of snores is <laughs> incredible um him like having an afternoon with Cher and then basically showing around the house and then to the bedroom and him with the biggest of big, big dick energies, just like talk, like just talking to her and then just going, I just really want to fuck you. And then she (laughs) chews him out about how he's the most disgusting thing in the earth. And then he just says, so do you want to go on the top or bottom? (laughs) It's just, it, it, it does feel a little bit like so Jack Nicholson's playing Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I mean it's great the Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like the Susan Sarandon seduction is brilliant as well, where like he's just playing the cello to such a feverish degree that it gets set on fire due to the sheer passion <laughs> in the room is great. I mean, if I had a criticism of it, I think that the the second half, kind of like post seductions does tail off a little bit but it does have Nicholson's fantastic speech in the church where he is basically toxic masculinity personified but he's also still incredibly charming man that's a George Miller film as well and that man's had such a career I, it, and the thing is I mean apparently Nicholson backed Miller all the way like the 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 the, the studio was very you're going to do exactly what we said. Apparently, like, so I listened to the Blank Check podcast afterwards, um, and they were talking about uh, talking about this film and talking about how apparently Miller said, "I won't have a trailer if it means we can put more budget into the film." And then Warner Brothers basically took that as a sign of he's a pushover. We can make him to do uh, do anything the fuck we want if we say it's for the film. And they started making such crazy demands that Jack Nicholson literally said either you leave him alone and let him make the film he wants to make or I walk. The mad thing is, I think there's, there's a whole sort of ream of, uh, of moviegoers, of younger moviegoers now who won't realise how big a deal Jack Nicholson was mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. I mean, he was huge from like the late 70s through to like the late 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, twenty year, the twenty year period where where Jack Nicholson was probably the biggest movie star on the planet. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just the, the, the sheer pulley ad. And, you know, I like the fact that, you know, with the, the, the share one and the chewing him out, it is like, yeah, you know, you're not even that great looking, you know, but then... Just yeah, that, yeah, but that reaction of, well, do you want to go on the top or the bottom is just pure Jack Nicholson. I mean, it's an incredible performance. And I mean, uh, you know, uh, five first round and share all really, really good as well. Veronica Cartwright is really fucking good in that film as well. Um, you know, I, it, it's a really, really, really fun time, but I will say that I enjoyed the first half more than I did the second half. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, no, it, yeah, just a, a, a really fun time. And um, just, I suppose while we're waiting for Robin, it kind of feels like maybe a bit of an anti-climax for the review, but Project Power, oh, Thank you. Oh, brilliant. Sorry, Donna just um, passed me this lovely 8.8% uh, beast. Um, <laughs> and it's a tall uh, boy as well. It, it is a tall boy, yeah. Um, so I've, I've um, sent uh, Rob the Zoom leak, so um, just whenever he's ready. Project Power. It is a bit of a nothing film. I watched it four days ago. And honestly, all I can remember is bits of it were annoying. My, my basic sum up of Project Power is it's, it's an all right, entertaining enough Sunday afternoon watch that gets worse the more you think about it. Yeah, because you still think about it. Mm. And the rapping. Oh my fucking God, the rapping. Yeah. It, 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 it's annoying to everybody. I'm really good at rapping. I can rap really good. Go on then. And then she raps and it's like, how long that good? That's fine. It's fine. Also, as well, it's like halfway through they decided to go, oh, yeah, the powers. Oh, we're all based on animals. What? That's why I decided to watch Rampage. That's what made me decide to watch Rampage. What? Right. The animal powers. The animal thing. Yeah. 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 It is like they decided halfway through that that was, that's what it was. Oh, but they also got the serum from that one girl's blood. That one girl's blood, yeah, so... So, what? What, what does that have to do with animals? It's all bollocks. It, yeah, it wasn't... It's bobbins. It was bobbins of the highest order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was enjoyable enough. Utterly forgettable. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Utterly forgettable. We, we watched it on Sunday afternoon. If we'd have reviewed it on Sunday night, I'd have been going... Yeah, it's fine, a little bit of fluff, you know, it killed, killed a few hours soon after, I was fine with it. And then if we reviewed it Monday, I'd have gone, I mean, it's got a few problems. Tuesday, I'd have been a little bit more like, yeah, it won't be that good. And then now I'm just like, shit. Nothing hangs together. Yeah. It's awful. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's face looks like it's made out of plastic. Luca ruined his face somehow, even though it was just a digital effect. It's all wrong. But then I could see myself watching it again. If you go for like a nap on a Sunday and I'm like, I lost of something to watch, I could see myself watching it again. It's easy. It's obsessed with costume at the start of it, but not like actual costume. Just like they said to the director, oh... They all need to look really dumb. How much is my costume budget? Oh, I'm going to go out and buy all the stuff that I want to wear. I am keeping every bit of costume that is there. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I don't know. It kind of felt like the the budget didn't necessarily match the ambition it had. Like the no. you know, there, there's that whole kind of idea of 
they're testing it out on kind of like the lower ends of society to try and weed out the kinks and whatnot. And it, it, it kind of feels like maybe they could have explored that to a larger extent, but instead you just get, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah, it, it's, you know. It doesn't it, feel like a budget issue to me because like, it, it doesn't look cheap. It's no. a story issue. No, but it, it, the story, it, it doesn't, like different people wrote different chapters and they didn't read back on the previous no. people. They, they, they spend an awful lot of money on, 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 on making it look like Machine Gun Kelly's on fire. Oh yeah, he was in it, wasn't he? Briefly. Yeah, briefly. And no, it, but... it blew up. When's his new album out? Next week. <gasps> but it's like I I can't and not I mean I, I I can't deny that I enjoyed watching a flaming person <laughs> attack. Uh, 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 you know. Um. Oh. Uh. Rob is uh ready. Is he in the waiting room? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, I was like, kill them. And look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. craft beer junkie do you eagerly anticipate the freshest ipa release from your local craft brewer do you check in every beer you've ever had on untapped do you know the difference between a belgian triple and a berliner weisse then do we have a podcast for you what's untapped podcast gives you beer reviews interviews with brewers behind the scenes access to beer festivals games and more whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing what's untapped podcast is something for you Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Hello, sir. Hey, uh. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? We are, we are good. We are good. Um, that's a lovely Freddy you got in the background. Oh yeah, he, he moves sometimes as well because he's right by a window. So keep keep an eye on him. Sometimes he edges <laughs> forward throughout the call. <laughs> That's fantastic. So um, uh, we've got myself over here. Obviously, we've got Mark and um, Becky, hey. who's a bit camera shy uh, as Hi. well. Hey, Becky. <laughs> um, thank you so much for doing this, Rob. We know like how insanely busy you must be right no now. Worries. So no worries. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll kind of edit around this and whatnot, but, um, I suppose we'll just, um, we'll just kind of dive in. So let's do it. Yeah. Thank Thank you very much, man. So first off, I just, in your, in your wildest fucking dreams, <laughs> did you ever, ever feel that anything, anything like the last month would ever happen? And just like, 
just the, the the way that you guys have um used social media and just like the, the the general strength of the the genuine strength of the film the way that it's created all these opportunities for you guys to get it out there we you, had how I, I mean how do you process that well it's very it's weird because because it's amazing for one it's obviously it's incredible it's incredible but at the same time uh I'm I'm sitting here on my on my sofa where I directed the movie. This is where I was zooming with my friends before the movie. The movie's released. I'm still sitting on my sofa, not leaving the house. So it's a very surreal experience. It feels like it kind of feels like a weird dream that, that you know you, you you log on and you see that all these people are watching the movie, um, but it's not like you go to a premiere and and you get to you know you get to see it with with people and 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 have it actually hit you. So it hasn't really landed yet. Just how. Uh, how much the film has blown up and it really wasn't anything we planned for or we we imagined especially because we're you know we're going on shudder which is a platform for horror fans which is in you know it's a niche platform um and we thought that we'd we thought that we'd land quite well with horror fans because we're horror fans we try to make it for horror fans and the fact that it's broken out the fact that people are subscribing to shudder to see it the fact that it's kind of entered the mainstream in this way is just kind of nuts and um and also, also like I genuinely expected a little bit of snobbishness about it as well, because it's it's we basically just wanted to make a fun, scary roller coaster horror movie that we would kind of want to watch in lockdown. And we wanted, you know, we didn't have any kind of lofty aspirations for it. And and there's 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 normally a little bit of a sniffiness about horror movies that that these kind of these kind of like ghost train horror movies that just have the intention of being fun. Oh, sometimes yeah. sometimes get a slightly sniffy response in the in the uk especially but the way that it's been embraced across the board has been amazing just amazing it's, it's crazy it's it's everywhere like i i work with someone who is categorically not into films and definitely not into horror movies and yeah. she was asking me about it the other day because she'd seen stuff on social media. <laughs> that's wild oh is that yeah, a ghost she'd seen stuff on social media and sorry my, my dog just growled at my cat so I, that's why I suddenly stopped um but yeah it's just like the, the fact that it's even getting out there to people that don't move like it, it is a bit of an echo chamber social media yeah. so if you're into this you will see it but it's getting out there to other people as well like real yeah. people <laughs> and, and it's and it's genuine it's just genuine word of mouth it's genuine you know it's 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 the the fans being being lovely about it and wanting to tell people and you know it's it's all the stuff that we could never have have planned for we couldn't have kind mm -hmm. of manufactured this um and uh yeah you, you know can't and, and, like that, can you? no and, and it's and it's and to be honest to be honest you know even if nobody had seen it it was such a lovely thing to do during lockdown to make a movie with <laughs> with my mates that um that's the that's the best part about it is that it's a movie that was made with such love with this this group of people who are all you know my closest friends and i think it's that it's kind of that energy and the energy that we put into making it that also i think people have responded to i think it's got that it's just kind of in its in its DNA that we made this movie with such a quick turnaround and just wanting it to be as good as good as possible. So, um, I, this is going to sound like I'm being mal negative at the start. At the start, so you have to work. Okay, I'll well. brace myself. Um, so, <laughs> do you think that an element of that is is it's it's a it's a movie shot and made over Zoom? Mm. And do you think people going into it were a little bit surprised at just how? Good, it actually is. 
in terms of for people yeah. I think maybe were expecting it to be uh, for you to be able to tell <clears> that it, it, it was made on Zoom or anything like that, or, or for it to look a bit crap, it, for it to look yeah. not like that, yeah. but then to actually to, to watch it and go, oh no, wait a minute, it it it's a it's not just a good movie for a movie that was made on Zoom. Mm. It's a genuinely good movie. We watched it, we've watched it, and then um, Becky watched it with our um, 16-year-old daughter. Um, and she texted us afterwards going, guys, why do I have to have the room with the loft hatch in it? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she loved it and she thought it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So do you think we- that, that, that that kind of has a bit of an impact in it that people were actually... Really a at, at how yeah, yeah. How I, good it I, actually I, is. No, totally. And we knew that going in. We we that was the plan was to weaponize that. Like there was definitely yeah. um it definitely sounds like a shitty idea on paper. And we knew that, that would like that would work in our favor. And I think, you know, part of the part of the fun that that I was able to have as a as a director is like you know, like I, I when when you when you when you watch a horror movie, like the director basically gives you the framework by which to watch the horror movie, you know, which is why, like, I can remember really vividly being in, uh, the, the first time I saw Paranormal Activity, being in the cinema and just the door moving an inch and everyone screaming as though it was an explosion, you know, because the filmmaker had, had, had said to you, you know, this is, this is a movie where the tiniest little thing, that's an event, that's a set piece. And he'd made you watch it in that way. And I really wanted people to, to watch this movie knowing that we we made it in lockdown conditions assuming that we'd only be able to hit a certain level of scare which is why we start off quite slow we, we start off with little things you know the candle blowing out and the door moving a little bit and then in the third act we just go batshit crazy and that's because we really wanted there to be that moment where people were like oh fuck we've got no idea what these guys can pull off and yeah you know we're we're kind of totally without a map as to where this movie's going. And I love just changing up that. I, just, I love that gear shift because I think people are watching it. Um, yeah. People, people are watching it, assuming that it's going to be, it's going to be opportunistic and it's going to be just, you know, a bit, a bit crap. And then having these kind of uh, these stunts that we, that we planned up front, you know, that was kind of our, you know, we knew if we pulled those off, we'd at least have some, some moments that people would be talking about. That's that's, that's cool. And the confidence of just being able to go, do you know what? We can. We're going to be able to surprise people with with, with this. And yeah. it, it, it's, yeah. a, it's it's really really cool. As as someone who had to endure an awful lot of Zoom calls whilst I wasn't at work. Yeah. It, it's just it's it's such a it's such a clever concept. But like leaving stuff in, like the glitchiness of the reception and mm. the ending is just perfect when it fucking cuts off. <laughs> It's just, it's like stand up and applaud in the cinema kind of moment. It's amazing. That's one um, of the first things we had was that was that <laughs> that ending. We we had we had the idea of a Zoom séance and we thought it would be funny if they got cut off at the end just as they're about to die by their free Zoom call. But pretty much everything in between, we were just doing on the fly. Oh, it was it was it was brilliant from that point of view. But as well, watching it obviously, like like you say, I watched it twice, once with you, once with Isabel. And what I kind of noticed watching it a second time with Isabel is like. Obviously, everyone likes different kinds of scares from mm. from their horror movies, and it kind of represents loads of different ones. So you've got jump scares, you've got yeah. creepy shit moving around, you've got ghosts, you've got like the monstery guy at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and it just it, there's something for every kind of horror fan in there yeah there is mm. it's great for me because i i am a horror fan who is scared by anything you can i'm really <laughs> a bit scared so i was literally just there going Right, this is this is great because I'm getting everything I need out of this. Yeah, I, I don't get terribly scared by horror movies, and I was like, there was one point where I was like, I feel so tense that I might actually cry. So I think <laughs> which bit? When, when was when were you feeling that? Oh, I think. Well, yeah. Which bit was it? Was it when he goes back to him when uh, he comes back on and Emma's trying to? It's Emma trying. Emma just. just <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, with the flower. And yeah. the and the bit oh my god the bit where she throws the fucking blanket and it's right there. Oh yeah. Hey oh, hey look god. if if you wanna if you wanna see something you know the the flower scene. Excuse my clothes oh, hanging shit. up. But the, the the flower scene was that shot oh, in my right. that's in my house. Those are the cupboards <laughs> that explode. So this isn't this isn't this isn't great for your podcast listeners. But wait take a look at this. I rigged this up. I rigged this up for the news the other day. <laughs> <laughs> wow! This was one of our. This is one of our pushies that we got made. Oh, so oh that's clever. so cool! This is the thing that, that um, <laughs> to go back to something, um, Ian, um, that we were talking about a, a while ago. Um, me and Ian and, and Becky watched um, Phantasm, didn't we, for the first time? Oh um, wow! And it was all new. It's a new watch for us. We'd all realised that none of us had seen it. Yeah. So we rewatched. So we watched. We watched it for the first time a few months ago, mm. and all three of us were like, "It's just the cleverness of filmmaking, yeah. of how smart you can be with practical, with practical effects. effects without having a, without having to do." Um, everything cgi just the yeah it always brings me back to the the remake of nightmare on elm street mm. where uh, you've got the freddy coming in the dream sequence coming out of the wall above in cg yeah, and yeah. CG, and it looks like shit and um the the director had spoken to wes craven said oh we've done this and it, it's this and it's like this and he said oh how much did that shot cost he said i think it was about um it, it was about sixty-eight thousand yeah. dollars and when craven went yeah we did it for less than two yeah. But that brings to um, I know Ian, you were talking about um, sort of movies that you Ian wanted to ask about the movies you were watching, Ian, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, so obviously, you know, you you made this in a few months. Obviously, I'm sure you were working all the hours of the day, and yeah. I, 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 we talked about this briefly um, via DM, Rob. But like, just what? the fuck do you watch to decompress through <laughs> through making of the film and also to be fair all, all of this you know like just yeah. all, all the the, the, the post publicity like yeah i mean what 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 is it that you want to watch to just go right i'm gonna unwind i'm gonna forget about everything for a couple of hours um i've i, I i'd like to say it was i'd like to say i'm watching really highbrow Arty stuff, and that was the intention at the start of lockdown is that I'd work my way through through my my Bergman box set. But actually, I've been watching a lot of um, I've been watching a lot of like Hammer Horror, and I've been watching a lot of Amicus movies. And I ended up I ended up at the start of lockdown, and I'm still I'm still continuing on. I'm doing all the all the Halloween movies, and um, those those kind of like fun fun horror movies are always the ones that I reach to that, that I can just have them on in the background and slightly switch off. Um, it always it, like to be to be honest. Whenever I'm making a movie, I try not to watch anything. I try try not to watch anything that's too good 
because it stresses me out and I think I, I start <laughs> thinking about whether whether my movie's up to scratch so um so you know the further we get into the Halloween sequels the better I feel basically <laughs> <laughs> No, number three, I'm, the Stone Cold classic, though. Number fair. three is good. You know what? You know what? I, you know what was a real surprise is number four is really good as well. Number four is like solid, and then yeah. from, no, from number from no, from number five onwards, it kind of um, number five is quite like magicy and like it, it makes him into a bit more of a supernatural killer, and it gets a bit, I don't know, it gets a bit silly. I mean, five has got the bizarre shit with the two bungling cops, and you got the kind of like. Do 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 kind yeah, of music yeah. <laughs> like whenever they're on screen as well, and it is what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, it's. Um... I think five's the one where it's like the little girl has a psychic connection with with Michael, and that yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, because the, the reason I like four is four's basically the like the third act of four is basically just a siege movie, and it's really yeah. pure, and it's really like anything, anything. Like I, I'll, I'll watch any siege movie under the sun. I just love siege movies. Um, so that 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 was kind of surprising and it's you know and how you know halloween halloween 2 which i which i'd always remember liking i was really like blown away by when i watched it again it's a really well-made movie yeah it's um i mean it, it it starts off like very very intense i remember halloween 2 being brutal as well like it's yeah. it's it's a nasty film it, obviously you got the um in the hospital the uh the killing with the turning up the heat in the uh, kind of like the jacuzzi yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. And it, it's yeah. just insanely rough. Yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 I mean, just on, on the Halloween thing, I mean, so the David Gordon Green version, how are you, how do you feel about that? Like the, uh, the sequels that are to come, like, how... I, I mean, you know, I, I, I saw that trailer for which, what's the next one? Halloween kills. kills I saw, sorry, the, I, I saw the trailer for that. And it properly gave me goosebumps. I thought the trailer was great. I, the, the, the Halloween, it was just called Halloween, wasn't it? The last Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I, I didn't, um, it, was, it, was, it was fun, but I probably couldn't tell you a lot of what happens in it. I remember that, I remember the, the again, when it, when it becomes more contained in the basement and in the house at the end, um, I remember really starting to get into it. Um, but I, you know, I thought it, I thought it was well done. I think he's a good director, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to see where they take it because it was, it was, um, you know, it's very much, it very much feels like the first, the first movie of a new. Series. Yeah, I, I think that definitely it, it felt, it felt more like it was a, it was a very good building block to start off with. Um, yeah, because you really enjoyed it, your Bex. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've rewatched it since as well. It's. It was, I've not rewatched it yet. Yeah. The hold up. It, it it holds up. It's it's just a bit odd because obviously you've got this all this mythology of uh, Halloween with regards to him being her brother that's fairly like established. Yeah. It just kind of chucks all that out the window because it's a direct sequel to one, isn't it? Mm. So it's it's a bit weird to kind of you find yourself watching it and going, yeah, but he's a brother. Hang on, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So has anyone has anyone watched H two O again recently? Yeah, I fucking love H two O. Is it good? I remember it being really great, but I'm I'm afraid to go back and watch it again in case it's it, in case it's, it's rubbish. It, it's very of its time. It holds up as a movie of its time in the okay. sense that if you if you sit back and go right, I'm gonna have fun with this. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with it. Um, meaning we did all the Halloween movies a while ago, didn't we, mm. for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then I think we've watched H2O since again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a fun movie to watch, and you can kind of like it, it, it's a good kind of like Come Saturday night. What's his face in his head? Yeah, you've had a yeah. you, Saturday night and you've had a, a, a couple of drinks and you get home and you go, I just want something that it doesn't matter if I fall asleep to, but I also yeah. will end up watching all of them. Yeah. That's basically, you've perfectly described, that's the, that's the answer. That's what I wind down to. It's those kind of movies. I've been watching, like, again, I've been watching a bunch of, like, like, like scream rip-off movies, like those kind of, like, <laughs> 90s post-script. Like, I watched, um, we've watched, me and Kate, we've watched all the... Uh, Urban Legend movies oh. recently, oh, um, which are really good. Like they're really, yeah. like, really yeah. fun. And um, and we watched Cherry Falls, which was which was bonkers. Yeah, I really like Cherry Falls. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing is with, with those type of movies. Once you start watching like one or two of them, you'll find yourself going, "I wonder if this is on uh, on any what is it?" Or you start thinking, so. "I mean, my DVDs are in the loft. I could get those." Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, I watched Urban Legends, and I was like. I had such I had such a crazy urge to watch Cherry Falls that I, I, I spent like 20 quid to order a DVD off Amazon that would arrive like that afternoon so I could watch it that night because it's not on any streaming platform. It's not, no. And um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it, that it was totally worth it, but it was certainly like, uh, it was certainly a good movie to switch your brain off to. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to find yourself in like a, a, a 90s, non-noughties horror movie rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's some quality in rabbit ears content in there that you can find there's, there's, there's some choice cuts yeah there is. Sure. It's yeah about like some, like somebody that's stealing the kids tea oh uh, uh, darkness falls yeah i remember the cover to darkness falls really vividly with the kind of evil tooth fairy on the front mm. <laughs> um I Not to watch... be confused with Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Tooth Fairy. Yeah, that's yeah. A whole <laughs> that's a whole different rabbit hole. Yeah. I watched. Oh, God, um... He wears a tutu on the front of that, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I watched. Uh, I still know what you did last summer again recently, which which is really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah. Really like str- like strangely like be- like really beautifully made movie, like really gorgeously shot for 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 such a piece of trash. And, um, <laughs> And yeah, really fun. Yeah. I, 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 I always love that they then did, I'll still always know what you did last summer. <laughs> and they just went pure supernatural. So the first two, it was like, it was a human killer. And in yeah. the third one, it's like, no, no, we're just, fuck it. Let's just, let's yeah. just have some ghosty shit happen. I, you know, I, I, I love it when franchises just decide to go off the deep end like that, you know, like Jason X and things like that. It's, yeah, um, I love Jason X. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the he's screwed is still one of the all time great um like the horror Jason lines I, I i saw for the first time at a cinema and i literally I, I i somehow i didn't know it was set in space when i went to see it and, then, and so i was sat there and, I, and it, it, it was like well this is odd how are they gonna work this out and then they worked out like, like literally if you'd have given me a notebook and a pen i wouldn't have got anywhere yeah yeah what isn't it is. david isn't it david cronenberg who comes and sends jason to space I, am i making that jason yeah, david yeah. Cronenberg has a cameo yeah. at the beginning right what a weird <laughs> yeah. movie and i'm pretty sure jason kills david cronenberg as well i want to say he yeah. does. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, he's been shot up, i think he does yeah amazing <laughs> 
God, bloody David Cronenberg. And it, it's it's interesting. We were talking about Halloween H2O earlier, uh, earlier on, and that's a film that gets in and gets out in like 80 minutes or so. And then you've got Host, which is under an hour. Yeah, 57. No, I mean, it's just in, incredible. And <laughs> I, it, it's basically at the vanguard of the short films a fucking brilliant movement which um i i'm a, know, I'm I, a big yeah, mem- yeah i'm a big proponent of that like i definitely definitely feel like th- you know i'm hoping hoping this could be the first of many i'd love to make more movies at this length and i feel like there's a different the thing that's really cool is i feel like there's a different expectation on on the on movies moves of this length and i feel like one of the things that really always pisses me off in horror movies is when like they the filmmakers feel that they need to include this huge emotional arc while a character's being chased by an axe murderer that you know that by the end they need to have come to terms with the fact that their dad left them when they were two years old you know whilst a ghost is throwing you know vases at them and it's like actually sometimes it's enough to just be in a scenario with some with with some characters and just go through it moment to moment like green room is one of my favorite movies of the last few years and that's just a movie about some people in a situation and and it, that's it yeah. you know those characters they move like a millimeter in terms of their character development um but it's amazing and it's visceral and it's you know and i i don't know how long that movie is but i remember it as being short and punchy and is that the anton host... yelchin one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a nasty movie that as well nasty it? movie yeah, yeah i love it but, yeah. but, you know, I think if we had made a 90-minute version of Host, people would have expected us to go into the demon mythology a bit more. They'd want a bit more Gemma and Haley. what's their beef about. They'd want some big, like, confrontation where they, they say their feelings at each other. You know, there are all these expectations, mm-hmm. I think, um, of, like, imposing a kind of Hollywood structure, whereas actually making a movie that's the length the Host is, the only question we had to ask ourselves is, like, what's, what's the, the kind of authentic next step? How do we keep this grounded? you know what feels the most the most true true to life if that's you know if that's applicable in a movie like this but we were just basically trying to keep our feet on the ground and, and feel like we're with the characters on this crazy escalation I mean, the great yeah, thing is that you had a perfect a perfect excuse to finish it at yeah, yeah. an hour yeah so exactly you've got to come up with a good excuse for the next one <laughs> I think we, we do speak about that quite a lot on the, the podcast there'll be about the fact that too many movies are just too long I have no issue with long movies. I have no issue with long movies. But I think if you've got got a two and a half hour movie, um, it's almost like it's got to earn its length a little bit. Yeah. Somebody, the, 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 um, uh, what's his name? Elric from, from, you listen to Shockwaves, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Elric on that says that um, uh, every minute over 90, you have have to earn twice as hard. And I think that's a good, (laughs) that's a good rule. That's great, yeah. Key ones that I think should be ninety should be around about ninety six. Eighty 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 five minutes is that's yeah. the that's the sweet spot. It, 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 my thing there is if you can't if you can't scare me or make me laugh in that amount of time, there's mm. no fucking chance you're gonna do it in two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think and it's I don't know, and so it's, it, but but it's but it's weird. So, like some some movies, some movies just totally work in 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 a much mm. meander, much more meandering long. You know, like I really loved the um, Suspiria remake. You know, even though it's it's kind of just, it's like a, it, it's it's like you kind of in a weird fugue state when you're watching that movie, mm. and um, 
I don't know. So, so, some movies have a hypnotic quality that you just yeah. kind of, you're happy to just give yourself over. But I think if you're, you know, if, if, if you're just, if you're just being driven by, if it's, a, you know, if it's, a, if it's a normal kind of thriller kick to it, you want it to be in and out as fast as possible. And, you know, any, if you want to cut off any flab, really. That's yeah, it. You, you, yeah. you don't want people's blood pressure to go down during it. You it's put your teeth up there. That that that's the thing. I mean, like you, you talk about like needing to see what the relationship between Gemma and Haley is kind of all about. If you were to extend it out, mm. it perfectly surmises it in the discussions they have, and then just the elbow bump that they have, and the just like the yeah. "I'm here for you." You know, it's perfect. You know, it just mm. it, it rounds out that arc so well. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I mean, it, no, it just, but that's I feel I feel the same. Like that's enough. That's enough for me. And I and and. You know, it's one of the joys of actually not overdeveloping a movie as well, because we made this whole thing, you know, from, from the very first idea to make the movie to, to releasing it was, was only 12 weeks. So we only had, we only had two weeks to, to work on the script. And normally you develop a script for two years and you get a million sets of notes and everyone feeds in. And, you know, a lot of the time you, you lose perspective on why you wanted to do it in the first place or what's important or you give, um, you give ground on certain things so you can hold on to, to what's important to you. And it was so nice to actually just be trusting our gut every every step of the way and say well that's that's enough for me that's all that's all i need i'm not going to go back to a screenwriting book and say we need x y and z let's just let's just say if we if we're feeling it then it's, it's it goes in the movie Oh, perfect. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm mindful of the 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 time that you you have free, Rob. So I'm wondering if we uh, perhaps need to wrap up. I mean, we're obviously we're more than happy to have you for as long as as long as you can. Oh but... no, I could do I could do a couple couple more couple more questions. Don't worry. Oh, cool, cool. Um, so um, Mark, what have you guys that's... been watching? Oh, that's interesting. Um, God, uh, <laughs> we we were just talking about that actually, weren't we? Um, so. Not much horror lately, to be honest. Uh, yeah. You know, um, Becky rattles through horror, don't you, babe? Yeah, I, I yeah. Like a good horror movie. Yeah. Um, just recently watched the um, Gretel and Hansel movie. Have you seen oh, that, is that one? Is that good? I really like Oz Perkins. It's it's very very pretty looking. The story's a bit meandering at points. It's yeah. quite sort of a, a languorous pace, but it's it's very good and it's lovely to look at. Yeah, um, that's quite a short movie as well, though, isn't it? It's, it's like that's like yeah, eighty eight, minutes or something. Eighty odd minutes, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't sort of. It feels long. There's not it? a huge amount of story there, I guess, with the Hansel and Gretel fairy yeah. tale. So it kind of just takes its time with it, and it it's quite tense because of that. So yeah. a lot of it's focused on sort of the gothic look and. Mm. That provides the aesthetic. It looks amazing from the trailer, just yeah, the, yeah. the visuals. Yeah, it's very good. It would be a definite recommend, that one. I liked um, his first one, his, um, what was it called? Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, I've not seen that. Oh, you should watch that. That's, that's a movie that genuinely creeped me out. Oh, I think really? it's, I think it's called, it's called February. It's called February. February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have yeah, we did watch it. We watched it. We watched it back to back with the one that he... Uh, released after it because they I'm bought the pretty thing that uh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. a Netflix one, but they, yeah, yeah. which again is like that's like 70 minutes. That one, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was shocking at how much they they just go, they go in and they go, right, bang, there we go, you're in yeah. this world, and just go with it. And you say, oh, fair enough. Um, yeah. me and Ian have been rattling through because we're doing the um, Nolan uh, films, aren't we? Ian? Oh, yeah, I, I wonder why. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to, so, somebody was, somebody, somebody was doing a tweet of like ranking them. And I was, when I was meant to be doing work like a couple of hours ago, I spent, I spent way too long just trying to put them in, in some sort of order and I ended up giving up. But, um, cause it ended up with like insomnia at the bottom, which insomnia is a great movie. It's like, yeah. how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing, we're, so we've been double watching them, haven't we? So we watch them once. And then we're, in for we're doing a commentary that we do of them. So, we, I, for instance, a few weeks ago, I, I watched, um, uh, which one was it we did? Um, Dark, the Dark Knight. And then literally yeah. finished watching it and then watched it again to do the commentary. <laughs> and so you're watching like in like six hours, you're watching five hours of, of one yeah, movie. Yeah. And then oh at the end of it, you're going, I, mean, I really enjoyed that both times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, one 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 thing I, I wouldn't mind asking because um, obviously, Rob, you've um, just done a um, crazy sounding VHS screening of Ring. Uh, the, uh, Ring. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which sounded incredible. God, if I lived in London, I would have been there like a shot last week. I tell you what, but it was great. It, oh, I bet. And it, it's so cinemas are opening now, and. Um, I, I suppose we on this podcast we are massive proponents of get like getting back to the cinema in a completely safe way you know mm. the socially distanced having the each row blocked off and whatnot yeah. like just as as a filmmaker and obviously um host is um playing uh bfi south bank uh yeah yeah, yeah. Prince, prince charles is doing a run and we're, we're going to announce some more soon so yeah we're hoping hoping to, re to really push it out in the cinemas over the coming months and it's i i, I suppose how are you how are you feeling about going back to the cinema? Like, I, I, obviously you've missed it, but now that you, you've, you've even done events and you're going to be doing future events and whatnot, mm. um, I, I, I suppose, do you, I, this isn't a loaded question because God knows no, no. I feel safe. And I suppose it's more just kind of a reassuring message for people who are listening. Like, it feels to me like cinemas are doing the right thing. They're taking the right precautions and whatnot. I mean, how, how do you feel about that at the moment? I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't feel like I'm in a position to, to, to say for it for anyone else. I, I, you know, I've, I feel, I feel comfortable. Um, we went to the, to the Genesis cinema in, in London and they had a lot of precautions in place and a temperature check and uh hand sanitizer on the door and social distancing in the cinema so we felt safe putting on our ring screening um and it felt good to be back in the cinema and I, but i think it's just down to uh personal preference there were people who um otherwise would have would have definitely come along to this to the screenings and come along to other screenings that we've done who just don't feel like they're quite there yeah. yet and i totally i totally yeah, respect so. that mm. um for, you know for, for me i'm excited to, to to get back and and have that uh kind of shared communal experience again um and i'm really excited i'm really excited to play host with an audience i think it will start to feel really real then when i can sit in an audience and watch people react and feel <laughs> watch the people be terrified exactly there's an energy there's an energy in, a, in in the room when you're watching a film in the cinema that um you don't you don't get even with even with all this buzz and word of mouth yeah. there's 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 something great watching a movie especially a movie you've made and you can feel if it's working and you feel if it's not working as well, which is the worst feeling in the world, but if it's working and I hope that these screenings <laughs> will go down well, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to that feeling. Well, um, Quentin Tarantino, he said that one of the favorite things he used to enjoy about um, sort of press tours was um, 
when he was staying in like random hotels in places was going to um, incognito, going to cinemas to watch his movie. Mm. But I just bet to he did, yeah. And watch other people watching it and just to get people's reactions. Um, it's to- the it's the biggest that's that's the best film score you can you can ever have is sitting at the back of a cinema and watching your movie with an audience. You can everything that everything that you feel watching it by yourself on your laptop or in the edit suite um totally goes out the window and you, and you you know instinctively if something's tanking or you know if something's landing and it's really um it just really hammers home the point that, that like every, every filmmaker should should be totally audience focused you should be thinking about how the audience is is enjoying and and, and experiencing every every scene in your movie and a lot of times you can you can get caught up on things that probably only you as the filmmaker are going to appreciate. But when you sit there with an audience, it's the, you, you learn, you know, just as, as fast as that, uh, what's working and what's not. And it's a really, it's a really horrible experience. If you're, um, <laughs> if you're, if you're move, you know, if you're move, if you, if you have, you have been self-indulgent and you've made, you've made the movie more for yourself than the audience, you're, you're absolutely going to feel it. But, um, you know, I think I think host will be it will be an audience movie. I'm hoping so. Oh, the yeah. atmosphere in in a cinema for a for a properly scary horror movie is yeah. absolutely electric. Oh, yeah, it? Exactly. Like, it makes it more scary because other people are scared. Well, when you said that, yeah. I thought I hope it plays near us, and I hope the screening we go to is kind of busy because yeah. I think it will be a really fun. outfit to go to, but I think there'll be a lot of people who will want to go who've already seen it on Shudder. I yeah. think who will want to go. And experience it well, with a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope that, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and it will just be. It's just. It's just kind of stupid that that this film that we shot on Zoom is going to be on the big screen and the NFT one <laughs> in in the BFI. It's it's. Uh, I just want to see that just for the how ridiculous it is. Yeah, I mean, Incredible. you should, man. You know, just the sheer. Okay, yeah, I did this. Yeah. Me, and, me and a group of my friends did this and fucking celebrating that you know totally totally well it's nice we, cool, we right? yeah we did it we did a, a socially distanced um rap party in greenwich park a couple of weekends ago it's really <laughs> oh, nice it's really nice to see everyone in person very surreal but it'd be so nice to do an event with those guys and and go to the cinema and, and see what we've done together with with an audience so i can't wait for that that's brilliant and i i, I just have one last question it's not hmm. about host how's potato Oh, he's um, he's actually he's back because Kate's Kate's back here for for a little bit. Oh, um, great! Yeah, which is which is great. It's been the best. She's been back for a few weeks, and um, Potato has gone back to Potato's owner because Potato is not actually our dog. Potato is a lone dog. Did you? I'm sorry to break to break your heart. Potato was Kate's quarantine dog. And no, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I know. I know. It's breaking my heart as well. Potato. When I first went over to Atlanta, when Kate was working on her show. I hadn't. I didn't know anyone in Atlanta, so I was allowed to borrow Potato for the four weeks that I was there, and basically became best friends with him. And then yeah. when lo- when lockdown happened, Kate got Potato. So Potato's been living with the, the both of us the whole year. But now Kate's yeah. back. Potato's gone back. And um, did you not just kidnap Potato? That's what I keep saying, but Kate's, Kate doesn't <laughs> seem to be into it. I don't know. I think there should be like squatters' rights on dogs. I and mean, we looked after so. Potato for half a year. Possession um, is nine tenths of the law, they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had guys. him. You shouldn't have given him back. No, I know. I know. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Potato will um, will come back to us at, at some point. I think we're. Um, 
you know, we're at least the, with like I'm the cool uncle at least. <laughs> you, you, you guys have both got friends in high places. I'm sure someone do a bit of dog napping if needs be. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, uh, uh, well, uh, thank you so much, Rob. Um, no, this was fun. Yeah, no, I believe I believe it was for us as well. And um, you know, um, I don't know. Tell tell Sam Raimi we say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, nice one, man. Thank you, Thank you very much. Nice. Really Happy spookies. See you. Happy spookies. Cheers. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Fucking hell. Right, cool. All right, I'll be back. You can entertain people on your own. Hello, people. I'll entertain you on my own. Uh, what can I? What can I do? What can I do to entertain you? Well, I can tell you uh, that we are a. Um, we are a Pod Syndicate podcast, um, so you should check out uh, We Are Pod Syndicate. Um, so we have ourselves and his film, maybe Chase Rogers is punter. So we have the bonus shows, which is a you know there's a lot of new stuff in the bonus shows there. Um, there's paying it forward. Um, myself and Noel, who do tales from the tape deck, uh, are also some of the awesome talent things um, on, on other podcasts. You know what they are, like, I in sequel. Um, so me and Noel have, have each given ourselves the new playlists for the next two episodes of Tales from the Tape Deck. So uh, they'll be coming up um, two very different ends of the of the music spectrum. It's going to be fucking cool um, on that. So they're going to be on there. Um, there's sort of rumblings of a new Slater cast uh, coming out as well. Uh, what else do we have coming up? Um, there's going to be some more writing going up on there. Um, that too, uh, that's going to sort of be pretty fucking cool, uh, hopefully. Hopefully the people will appreciate and uh, like it. Uh, check out um, some of the Chainsbrookers put their bonus shows because they've been fucking hilarious. So, yeah. So uh, you can hear even in the background a little bit there as well. Uh, I'm going to keep on filling for a little bit. I'm going to talk about filling to fill because that's what kind of pro I am. Ooh. Yep. I filled like a boss there, Ian. Sorry? I filled like a boss. Oh, nice. Well done, man. Oh, dear. So, I don't know. Did we want to finish off on Project Power or did we think we were pretty much done? Um, I'm done on Project Power. I have a couple more things to um, say on it. Um, is it about Dominique Fishback? I thought she was fine, yeah, apart from the rapping bit um, annoyed me. Um, it it seemed a little bit like a, 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 I could say a film where they changed their mind too much during writing it mm. about where the story was going mm. and what it was about. Yeah. Um, and they also seem to be setting up a sequel that nobody wants to watch. <laughs> Yeah, that, that even it, even it seems like the lead characters in it don't want to be in that sequel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, well, yeah. I don't know because I mean, like, what would the sequel? Because the sequel would be um, it going bigger. Yeah, and then it's like, what? So you're gonna get Danielle Fish back back to do what? Then do a bit more rapping. Yeah. Also, as well. You've got Jimmy Fox. Yeah. Right? You've got JDL. You've got Donny Fishback. You've got Machine Gun Kelly. MGK's dead. Uh, no, I'm saying you've got those, oh, yeah. those people within, within the movie. Mm. But then for the villains, 
they didn't go for they got um, what's his name who played the the bad doctor dude. Shit, what's his name? He was also in. See, it begins with an R. Project Power. Let me finish. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Rodrigo um, Santara. Yeah. So they did him, but the I don't know. The villains didn't feel big enough. The the lead. Um, he was like a. He was a almost like a henchman villain. That I wanted like the, the 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 lead fucking bad government villains to be bigger. I feel and like that, were, that that slightly kind of evil lady would have done it for you. But she wasn't evil enough. She wasn't evil enough. No. Nah. No. She wasn't. She was too understated. I wanted to be like full fucking. Nah. Full Laura Linney. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> I don't. I know. Don't know. It, it's just. It's it's. After obviously, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's had a bit of a break, and he's come back with seventy five hundred and this. Mm. And seventy five hundred does not look like fun at all. Like it wasn't. It doesn't look like it was fun to make. Doesn't look like anyone on there is enjoying themselves. Whereas at least on this, he looks like he's having a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. and I quite like that. He seems to be having an absolute fucking whirl of a time. It's just it's so unfortunate that the people watching it weren't. Well, yeah, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's I don't know. It's interesting because it almost kind of feels like it is Netflix adopting the old school way of August is the dumping ground for the kind of shit that you thought might work, but it didn't. Mm. It's like, mm. so do they just stick out Project Power in August and it's like, right, okay, there's that out and it's done. Yeah, the, it, it, the, we're in blockbuster season, but here's a Netflix block, blockbuster. Look, it's got these people in it. You know them, don't you? Yeah, whereas <laughs> you look at the old guard, it came out in July and that felt like that was Netflix's blockbuster. It yeah. feels like Project Power is a bit more of the afterthought and then in September we're going to get the, um, the, the awards films. The you prestige ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, so, I mean, I, I'm—I'll be honest with you, I'm shit on it. I was touching cloth on it. Um, it was—it was, it was a, a pleasant enough, entertaining enough way to while away a couple of hours on a Sunday for me. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I—I—I I, I think I'm a mile, definitely not shit. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, Rob just responded to my DM. Uh, Well, that audience poll uh, was Sorry. definitely not shit. Uh, touching cloth. I don't know. It's just the what is it? I'm getting to actually give you the actual yeah, you values. Have to give the numbers, yeah, yeah, it helps with that. The audience poll was definitely not shit. Touching cloth, shit, and geo stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that's where the options mark. Well done. Well yeah, done. I'm just explaining options now. We're definitely not shit. Eighteen uh, percent. Yeah. Uh, touching cloth, fifty-five percent, uh, and shit, twenty-seven percent. So people thought it was all right. I won. I got the right answer. Yay! I mean, it's not really a competition. I mean... I mean, if it was, I'd be champion. It, but if it was, I won this one. Mm. No. Yes. <laughs> Bitch. Um, we have a question. Okay. We have one question. Uh, Let's do it. Rick, Rick Kidd at Rick JK. As Kenneth Branagh is back with moustache in Death on the Nile, what character has the best facial hair in movies? I saw this question earlier and I have an answer. Go on. Kurt Russell in Tombstone. Very fucking strong answer. That is a strong tash. It's a strong tash game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that is a very strong answer, Mark. Fucking hell. In it fact, is. Tombstone in general, because Doc Hollywood's got some good facial hair going on as well, and he's got like the curly mustache. Yeah. I, I, I basically think you could call this the Sam Elliott Award, though, and just say Ooh, whatever, yeah. whatever facial hair Sam Elliott's got, because it's not just the tash, because he has some incredible fucking um, stubble going on in Roadhouse. Mm, and he's got good tash in Tombstone. He's got good tash in Tombstone. He's got a good, uh, a, a good ostentatious tash going on in um, uh, Big Lebowski. In... Um, a star is born. He's got a good everyday, every man tash going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam Elliott. I think. Be... I think basically. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott is facial hair in movies. So Sam Elliott in any role and Tombstone any actor. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think we can throw uh, within that um, Michael Bean rocking a strong tash look in the Abyss. Kurt, Stru- Russ, Kurt, Kurt Russell in that Christmas movie. That's a good bit. That's a good bit. But yeah, but just for the sheer... What is it? What's his name? Um, the fucking shit heel in Die Hard. Is it Elliot? He hasn't got facial hair, has he? Yeah, he's got a beard. It's has not it? Elliot. It can't it's be not Elliot. Elliot. Is it Ellis? Ellis. Ellis, yeah. Ellis. He's got a strong beard. At a time when you didn't see... He, had, he, he has a good... Yuppie beard before yuppie beards were a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, 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 it's almost like it's almost a little bit like it kind of catches you off guard because you're like, oh, you have a beard. You're going to be a bad guy, but fair enough. Yeah, well, with the whole like the rise of the hipster beard, yeah. like you can't trust that anymore. Like you see no. a movie now and someone's got a beard and you can't automatically no, just go, well, they're a baddie. No, they're they could just be, be an um, artisanal I mean, like, coffee maker. They, they like artisanal bread and freshly brewed cold brew coffee. Yeah, I, yeah. I do like those things. You, yes, you do. You are a hipster douchebag. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, I am. Lovely for it, though. We're doing a, uh, this year, the company that I work for are doing like a, a, a being like school cap thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, when they were displaying this over a Zoom call that we had, um, Simon, our owner, went, would you like a school cap thing? So, you know, Mark, you bearded, you know, hits the wankers. You love this, don't you? It's like, oh. yeah, it's like a school cap, like a, uh, like a beanie that is just like a small bean. Oh. Uh, but we do love those. You are okay. on them. I'm okay. No, slouchy beanies. Slouchy, like, beanies are good. Yeah. No, it's, it's the reverse of that. No. Like a reverse slouchy beanie. I will not go out with you wearing like a like a fisherman's hat. It's like that. Yeah, that's what it no. is. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get one. Oh, right. Just a sidebar for a second. Your your beanie is yeah. in the car, isn't it? Yeah. Go very careful when you touch it because I think there's a wasp on it. It might be a dead wasp, but I think it's a wasp. I'm allergic to them. No, you're allergic to bees. Yeah, I'm still allergic to wasps. Like Thomas J out of my girl. Not quite that bad. Not quite that bad. And you, you also can't see without your glasses. I can't see my face even with the. Well, that's true. Sorry, just, just needed to warn him about the wasp. I mean, I, I, I think you're going to need to sort that out. I just looked at Mark's face, and he looked genuinely concerned. Oh, I, I have to take care of any bugs in our house. Got any bugs? He's, he's particularly scared of earwigs because he believes that they burrow into your ear. Why are they called earwigs? If yeah, they that's the point. That Why are they called earwigs? And eat your brain. I mean, if the if the bug gets into your head, it's going to eat your brain. Yeah, it's not yeah. a direct channel from like your ear. No, they eat through it. That's why they've got pincers. Yeah, that's not a thing. Why are they called earwigs? Google it. Why are earwigs? I am not googling basically nightmares. It's 
He's also really scared of cockroaches. Ah, oh, fucking terrified of them. We're not asked to go on holiday anywhere abroad because he's scared of cockroaches. It's a small. Oh, Marion. Thing there. <laughs> We can only go somewhere cold. They're terrifying. Yes. There's no cockroaches in the cabin though, is there? There's no cockroaches in the cabin. It's too cold. No. And that swan and jazz duck could eat them. You're making a bit. If there were any, but there isn't. Wait. But they'd eat them. I mean they're not a cat. Thirty. Yeah. Not cockroaches, they don't. They, they can't be killed. Why are there so many? If you munch them up, then you can kill them. I, I guarantee you a cockroach will kick a swan's ass. I'm sure there's a movie where the food is made out of like ground-up cockroaches. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not isn't. Yes, grim. That bit's gross. That just makes you feel a little bit sick. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry, all, yeah. I, I also remember Mimic. Mimic's just terrified me again. Yeah, I'm not going to go to bed tonight. Why are we going to watch Mimic? No, I'm just going to sleep. You ever seen Joe's Apartment? Yes, I have seen Joe's Apartment. Yeah, yeah. is that like a horror film to you? It is like a horror film to me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, wow. What, <laughs> what a journey we've been on, guys. Um, it's been emotional. What are we covering next week? <laughs> oh, look, I actually said that, forgetting what we're covering next week. Like... <laughs> So, I mean, I can't even. Um, you shook, Ian. I'm fucking shook. I think it's going to be fire. I can't wait <laughs> to go out for dinner with Donna after and just verbal diarrhea. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Is Donna aware that that's what she's let herself in oh for? Oh, God, yeah. That's fine. Um, it's Tenet. It's fucking Tenet. It's happening. It's fucking it's actually happening. It's fucking it Tenet. It almost feels like, it, 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 after we've watched Tenet, it almost feels a little bit like movie-wise. Like, everything might be okay. It, the thing is, I'll be honest, if after Tenet, they're like, right, another lockdown for another three months, I think I'd be like, all right, That's fine. I think I can do it. Because <laughs> like, we have that. It, it's literally, Tenet is the one... That I just need to see this year. To be fair, that that feeling will probably be quickly replaced by No Time to Die. Um, but Candyman, it's all about Candyman for me. Post I mean, tenet, to, be, obviously. to be fair, it's all about Candyman for me because I can see you guys. Uh, not, 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 not really. I mean, yes, the film. I'm looking forward to the film. I'm looking forward to talking about the film. But it basically means if Candyman is on, that it means I'm going to York. So yeah. you know, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's that's the thing, honestly. Um, but the idea that we see Tanit on Wednesday and then New Mutants has previews on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the week the weekend after, it just feels like a sense of normal. Yeah, it's a sense of normal. You Can know. I ask you a question without sending you into a spiral and giving you nightmares? Okay. What would you do if they announced another like nationwide lockdown on Monday, two days then, before Tenet Day? But they're not going to. But if they did, they would, you, would you like, but would you riot? Then, no, no, I, I wouldn't riot, but <laughs> I'd probably have to get signed off with anxiety. Oh. 
it's not going to happen. It's all. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're, 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 we're they'll, they'll close the pubs before they close the cinemas. We are seeing. Well, they've, they've, they've recently opened kids' soft play areas. This is God, this like disease factory. Yeah. This is time. it. This is one hundred percent it. If they've literally just opened like casinos and bowling alleys and kids' soft plays this past weekend, nothing is going to happen in the next week. You you know for a fact right now that if brothels were <laughs> if brothels were legal in this country, they they'd have open. announced them reopening. That is true. And I mean, from the the public safety point of view, one hundred percent. If you don't feel good about it. I love the fact that there are drive-ins that are going to be playing Tenet. I fucking love it. Give people that option. There should be more of them. Whether that's sustainable over the months to come, probably not. But for Tenet, at least, let's do it. And if you're not feeling comfortable about doing anything, I'm, I'm very, very, very sorry. And if you medically can't, I'm really, really, really fucking sorry. I am. But from a purely sanity point of view for me and it's selfish but hey everybody's going to be selfish in the end of the day to some degree i am so fucking glad that in six days time it's tenet day <laughs> yeah yeah so just let's get let's get it done so we're recording next thursday yeah uh i think andrew's going to be joining us i think frankly i hope he is considering the effort he's put into um coming on the net nolan commentaries with us yeah. Um, so uh, that man has been an absolute fucking beast during those. The the uh, just the effort he's put into, like getting dressed up and the Zoom backgrounds and whatnot. <laughs> you, oh, do, do you need a pee or something? What's going on? Yeah, I do need to pee. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm so sorry. You could have just said like That's I fine, usually yeah. do. Um, but no. So Andrew Jones, uh, friend of the show, you are much loved. Um, yeah. So. Tenet next week. We are Pond Syndicate.com, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. We are Pond Syndicate. If you've not listened to this show before and you're listening to it for the first time, uh, his film, her movie, the Iron Sequel. James, get an Iron Sequel promo sorted, please. Um, uh, What's on Tap, Entertainment Landfill, Gin Stroker versus Punter, Beyond the Neon. I don't think I've missed anybody. And we are out. Bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.